Good afternoon. Welcome to the Defender Football Pregame Show on KDCR 88.5 FM and online at KDCR885.com. I am your host, Christian Zylstra, and thanks for joining me on KDCR today as we welcome you to the airwaves for the sixth game of the 2019 Dort University football season, where the Dort Defenders are finally back in action. Had the bye week last week, so it's been two weeks since we've had a Dort football contest. And today, we'll see the Defenders take to the gridiron. Today's contest actually has plenty of storylines to follow because, well, it's a cross-county rivalry matchup. The 7th-ranked Northwestern College Red Raiders and the Dort University Defenders, right here in Sioux Center at Open Space Park, all part of Defender Day's weekend. That's enough to get the juices flowing. Should be a really good atmosphere, a good crowd today. And hopefully a really good game. I did some digging into the numbers, a number of stats that popped out to me during my research that, you know, I find intriguing. Hopefully you find intriguing as well. Or at the very least, they should provide some context for some trends involving Dort and Northwestern football and what those could mean for today. So that's where we're going to start here. Our table setter involving some numbers. And the first number to pay attention to is 80. Why 80? Because if you take the total yardage gained by running back Jacob Caligonis and wide receivers Cade Mosier and Shane Solberg, you'll have roughly 80% of Northwestern's total yards. All right, so number one is 80. Our second intriguing number for today's matchup is four. Matt McCarty is in his fourth year as the head coach at Northwestern, and Joel Penner is in his fourth year as the head coach at Dort University. And these staffs have been essentially intact for the past four years now. But that's really not the main reason I singled out for. The reason four popped to me in my research was because that's the total number of touchdowns Dort has scored in the second half against Northwestern in the previous three matchups between these teams. Four Dort touchdowns, three offensive and one defensive. In 2016, it was a garbage time touchdown, less than a minute left in the fourth quarter to make the score 64-16. And that's actually the only touchdown Dort has scored in the fourth quarter between these teams with Matt McCarty and Joel Penner as the head coaches. In 2017, it was a 41-yard Brock Lamley TD run to put Dort up 23-13 in the third quarter. And in 2018, a six-yard TD pass from Lamley to Levi Jungling to put Dort up 21-13 and a five-yard scoop and score for Casey Biker to put Dort up 28-21. Both of those scores, again, came in the third quarter. So the trend... Aside from a garbage-time touchdown in 2016, Dort hasn't scored a meaningful touchdown against the Red Raiders in the fourth quarter over the past three seasons. And of those four touchdowns in three years in the second half, the offense has scored only three in six quarters over that stretch. And the third number, so the first number, 80. The second number is four. The final number we'll look at to set the stage, zero. And again, this is a two-part number, The first part of zero being that Dort has punted the ball zero times since September 14. Through three weeks, a bye week, and then contests with Jamestown and Dakota Wesleyan, Dort has avoided the need to punt altogether. But again, the big reason why we're choosing the number, the big reason why zero pops out today, Defender Football has zero wins against two current GPAC members, Morningside and Northwestern. We obviously know what Morningside's been and still is, but Dort's been closer the past two seasons against the Red Raiders. The defenders have actually held a lead in the second half in each of the past two seasons against Northwestern with both of those games in Orange City. 
Dort has also had the ball, down just one score in the fourth quarter in both of those games. But ultimately, Dort's 0-11 against Northwestern. At close games and moral victories don't count in the win column, so that's the mountain Dort is trying to climb. It's been trying to conquer, and they have a shot today, but it won't be easy against the 7th-ranked Northwestern College Red Raiders. So that's a little surface digging before we try to dig a little deeper into some of the players and the guys you'll see on the field today for both teams. Tying up some loose ends here, GPAC Commissioner Corey Westra. He'll once again join us for the Defender Football pregame show with the GPAC Football Report. That'll be coming up in just a few minutes. We'll also continue with our Dort Football Senior interview today on the Defender Football pregame show. Our guest this week caught a touchdown pass the last time the Defenders took to the field here in Sioux Center. A 57-22 win over Dakota Wesleyan. So joining us for a few minutes for our Door Football Senior Interview segment today is the senior from Milford, Iowa, Jake Dodge. And lastly, our halftime programming today features our Dort Athletic Alumni segment, Where Are They Now?, made possible by Farmers Mutual Insurance Association of Hull, a Grinnell Mutual member. This week features a former Dort athlete who graduated from Dort back in 1999. She's a former runner and track athlete at Dort, Joining us this afternoon on Where Are They Now is Sarah Ployme Birnbaum. So don't forget, stay tuned to KDCR at halftime this week and tune in at halftime of Dort football games every week to hear new episodes of Where Are They Now. We're thrilled to get you set for another Saturday of Dort University football right here on KDCR. But before we venture into our discussion regarding today's opponent, the keys to the game and a few other items, Let's welcome GPAC Commissioner Corey Westra to the KDCR Airwaves as he brings us the GPAC Football Report. This is the GPAC Football Saturday Report for Saturday, October 12. Brought to you by the Great Plains Athletic Conference and Cypress Grist Management, the official championship partner of the Great Plains Athletic Conference. On this Football Saturday Report this week, we'll start with last week's scoreboard. A four-game slate last week around the conference. Doan wins at Dakota Wesleyan 38-20. Briarcliff a winner at Midland, 13-7. Morningside on the road, they defeated Hastings, 69-13. Jamestown at home in four overtimes over Concordia, 13-10 was the final score. Let's take a look at the week number six then. Hoffman America Sports Football Players of the Week. On offense, the honor goes to Greg Henry, running back from Briarcliff, the junior from Rochester, Minnesota, responsible for 70% of Briarcliff's offensive yardage in the win at Midland. Javon Woods, defensive back from Briarcliff, is the defensive player of the week. He is a senior from Stockton, California. Two interceptions to help hold a Midland offense that averaged 36.5 points per game coming in to just six points on the day. And Sean Fenelon, the kicker from Jamestown, takes special teams honors. The uh, sophomore from West Fargo, North Dakota, had the 22-yard field goal in the fourth overtime to give Jamestown their first win of the season, 13-10 over Concordia. That is a look back at last week around the Great Plains Athletic Conference. Coming up after the break, we'll preview this week in GPAC football. The GPAC football Saturday report continues right after this. The Great Plains Athletic Conference is an affiliated conference of the NAIA, consisting of 12 private faith-based colleges and universities in Nebraska, Iowa, South, and North Dakota. Founded in 2000, the GPAC is proud of our academic and athletic excellence. Last year, the conference totaled 766 NAIA Dactronic Scholar-Athletes and 193 NAIA Scholar Teams. Since the league began in 2000, the GPAC has claimed 30-team NAIA National Championships. For more information about the GPAC, 
GPAC, visit our website, gpacsports.com, or follow us on Twitter, at GPAC Sports, the Great Plains Athletic Conference, academic and athletic excellence since 2000. A busy five-game slate around the Great Plains Athletic Conference for this football Saturday. All games kick off at 1 o'clock. We'll start in Crete. Doan will host Jamestown for their homecoming game. It is the battle for the Sioux City Saddle at Memorial Field in Sioux City as Briarcliff will host number one Morningside. Dakota Wesleyan will travel to Seward to take on Concordia at one. Dort home for their Defender Days matchup. They'll take on Sioux County rival Northwestern, number seven in the NAIA. And the Watcher McLaughlin Trophy up for grabs in Hastings, Nebraska. The Broncos will host the Warriors of Midland this week. Again, all games at 1 o'clock this week around the Great Plains Athletic Conference. Two teams inside the top ten of the NAIA. Morningside is at number one. Northwestern is at number seven. 3-0 records for Morningside and Northwestern to lead the league at 3-1. Briarcliff and Doan. Dort is 2-1. Concordia is 2-2 in league play. Complete schedule, the updated standings for GPAC football on our website at gpacsports.com. Visit the website as well for updated scores and standings for the other fall sports as volleyball and soccer seasons are in full swing. We're also on Twitter where you can get updates at GPAC Sports. Don't forget for all weather-related announcements as well, we'll post them on our Twitter page at GPAC Sports. This has been your GPAC Football Saturday Report for Saturday, October 12. Brought to you by Cypress Risk Management, the official championship partner of the Great Plains Athletic Conference. I'm Corey Westra. As always, thank you very much to uh, Commissioner Westra. Full GPAC slate of games this week. Ten teams in action for 1 o'clock kickoffs this afternoon. It's been two weeks since Dort played a football game. Northwestern was also on a bye last week. Dort defeated Dakota Wesleyan 57-22 last time they took to the field, and it was a pretty dominating performance for Dort. Not a whole lot to go over there other than that the Dort offense accrued almost 700 yards and that it was another conference win. Moved Dort to 3-2 overall, 2-1 in GPAC play. But again, that 57-22 win over Dakota Wesleyan was two weeks ago. And because Dort and Northwestern enjoyed a bye week last week, I want to focus a little bit on some of the preparation that came in that. And if you ask Coach Penner, it wasn't really a bye week. We wanted to approach the bye here in the middle of the season uh, a little differently. So what we did was we we, we didn't call it a bye week. We kind of started off our first Monday practice after Dakota Westland as though we had a game coming up that Saturday. My dad taught me to work before you play. And so we viewed our primary goal to be this is this is a regular week. And then when we got to Thursday, we shifted gears and we said, all right, it's bye weekend. This wasn't a bye week. It was a bye weekend. And so we, we gave our guys really a three-day, three-and-a-half-day weekend. Uh, no meetings, no practice. Some guys went home. We got to recover and rest, which I think is critical at this point of the season. And we did give them that rest time. And then they came back on Monday refreshed and ready to go. We had a, a big JV win on Monday night. Guys practiced really, really well this week. You know, We've had two weeks now to simulate schemes for this upcoming game. And uh, I'm really pleased with how we spent our time these last two weeks. I asked Coach Penner, Coach Mingo, and Coach Nutt some of what they felt were the biggest keys during the bye. And I think you just heard from Coach Penner some of his thoughts there. 
in my conversations with the other coaches, Coach Mingo kind of echoed those same sentiments. He added, you know, it really was two solid weeks of prep working right into the Northwestern matchup today. And for Coach Nutt, sharing similar ideas once again, and he added, you know, the first thing that popped into your minds when I brought up the question, most likely, getting guys healthy and keeping guys healthy. I also had a chance to interview Northwestern's head football coach, Matt McCarty, this week as well. And with Northwestern coming off a bye, I wanted to pose the same question to him. Yeah, I think the biggest thing with a midseason bye is how, how do you stay healthy? And then how do you get back to doing some of the basic things really well and, and get back to fundamentals? As you get into the season from week to week, you spend so much time on X's and O's and schemes and what you're going to do to defend another team. Or if you're so focused on X's and O's that you sometimes move away from some of the fundamental things that you work on a lot during fall camp. So really for our bye week, we try to get back to the basics, spend a couple days really focused on you know, the fundamental things that we want to make sure we're doing really well as we get into the stretch run of the season. And so I thought our guys did a really good job of you know, embracing that last week, of getting back to some of the basic fundamental things that we want to do offensively, defensively, and, and really try to get refresh that foundation as we get hit the stretch run. A bye week can be a major benefit for a football program, and so I'm curious to see if that'll have any impact on either of these teams or with both teams having a bye. Does that cancel things out? But before we take a look at the team Northwestern is putting on the field for us here today for the showdown between Dort and Northwestern, it's time for our Dort Football Senior Interview on the Defender Football Pregame Show. And this week, I mentioned earlier, had a chance to sit down for a few minutes with a senior wideout. So joining us this week for our Dort Football Senior Interview on the Defender Football Pregame Show is the senior from Milford, Iowa, Jake Dodge. I'm Christian Zylstra joining you here on the Defender Football Pregame Show for our Dort Football Senior Interview. And this week, joining us for this segment is a starting wideout for the Dort Defenders. It's the senior from Milford, Iowa, Jake Dodge. So you're from Milford, Iowa. How did you first hear about Dort and what stood out to you about Dort and about the football program during the recruiting process? Yeah, so I was in an Iowa State 7-on-7 camp, and one of the members of the old coaching staff reached out to me, kind of talked to me about the program. I ended up coming on a couple of visits. The nice thing was is I came from a program where we were trying to build a foundation, so kind of being able to continue that here at Dort was something that was very important to me, um, and seeing it grow from what it used to be to what it is now is very rewarding. With this being your senior season, was there anything that made this fall camp and entering the season feel different for you compared to the previous three? I wouldn't say necessarily different, but more special than anything. I mean, it's the last go-around, you kind of get that feeling. It didn't really set in until recently, but you get a lot of lasts. Last time reporting to camp, last time being around all these guys, you know, it's just, it's special. How would you describe Jake Dodge, the football player, versus Jake Dodge, the everyday guy. You know, in other words, some guys take different personalities on when they're on the football field versus off the field. Are they similar for you? Are they different? How would you describe yourself? Uh, I mean, I try to keep it very similar. Be a leader on the field, be a leader off the field. Being an engineering student, you got to stay busy. You got to stay locked in. A lot of that lays over to football, you know, get in, get out, get your work done, stuff like that. You've had a solid career so far. Just had a touchdown catch in the last game. Dort continues to see a lot of growth as a football program over the years. We're kind of at the midway point now of this season. What's the vibe like in your mind and with this team halfway through the year? 
Yeah, I mean, we've played, I think it is five games now, going into our sixth this weekend, and we feel like we've we've done okay so far. We still haven't put together that full game. We're excited to get to that point, excited to uh, move forward and keep progressing and just keep building as a team. This is your fourth year in the program, senior here at Dort. How important has the sport of football been in your life, and how important has this program and these coaches been for you? I mean, obviously I grew up playing football, and so uh, you get a lot of leadership, that brotherhood aspect. And the brotherhood aspect here at Dort is different from any other place I've ever been and heard of. It's that real family feel. And the Dort football program has certainly given me the structure, time management skills, just kind of growing up as a man aspects that no other sport I think can. And so it's been very, very nice. Jake, appreciate your time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Once again, that was Jake Dodge here on your Dort football senior interview segment on the Defender football pregame show. Thanks again to the wideout here at Dort University. That'll do it for this edition of our Dort football senior interview on KDCR. Thanks again to Jake Dodge for his time and his answers, and we hope it's a good, healthy day for him and the rest of the Dort offense today against Northwestern. It is about that time, time to dive into who exactly Dort's opponent is here on this Defender Day's Saturday afternoon, the number 7-ranked Northwestern College Red Raiders. The Red Raiders hail from Orange City, Iowa, also located in Sioux County, making today's matchup between cross-county rivals. Northwestern is led by fourth-year head coach Matt McCarty, and they're looking to add to their current run two straight appearances in the NAIA football playoffs. And so far, they're off on the right foot, 4-0 overall, 3-0 in conference play. And when you look at Northwestern's schedule the rest of the way, really two games stand out. Today's contest at Dort University and the regular season and home finale against number one Morningside. A win today and that regular season finale could very well be for sole possession of the GPAC crown. The numbers and the film, it speaks for itself. Northwestern's a talented team, has a skilled defense, and an even more dangerous offense. So let's start off with the Northwestern offense. The Red Raiders are averaging 42.5 points per game this season. That ranks 8th in the country, and they'll rack up yards along the way. 470 per game to be specific, that total ranking 7th in the nation. They average 7.4 yards per play. So how does that yardage typically come out? And... It's cliche, but all the dangerous offenses do it. It's through the air and on the ground. 309 passing yards per game and 161 rushing yards per game. And that's some lethal attack coming from a few big playmakers. Don't forget we said in the open, you know, at least 80% of Northwestern's offense comes on the ground or through the air from Cade Mosier, Shane Solberg, and Jacob Caligonis. Of course, those guys don't just get the ball on their own, so don't ignore the guy getting the ball to those weapons. At quarterback, it's the junior and third-year starter out of whole Iowa, the dual threat, Tyson Coima. Coima threw for a career-high 377 yards last year against Dort, and then he matched that total again this year against Midland, a Northwestern's come-from-behind victory. Barring an injury, Coima will be the all-time leading passer at Northwestern this season. And again, the guy's a junior. So he's got all that passing, he's dangerous in the air, and he can run too. Although Koima is running less this season, averaging just 6 attempts per game after averaging 10.5 carries per outing in 2018. And for a guy who's a dual threat, I asked Coach Picardi, you know, what went into that? And not surprisingly, it's as much about preserving Koima's health for the season as it is anything else. 
he realizes he has some really good weapons on the outside with Shane Solberg and Cade Mosier and Michael Story. And so I think he's, you know, been more focused on getting the football in those guys' hands and, and letting those guys make some plays. You know, it can be a long football season, and it's something that we've been very conscious of is, is making sure that we're wise with how we use Tyson. As the season went on last year, he, he took a lot of hits, and we ran him probably more than we maybe wanted to. And, and that was something as we got into the playoffs, you know, he wasn't 100% healthy. And so we've been really conscious of trying to make sure that we keep him healthy because if he's playing well and playing healthy and, and able to throw the football for us, we feel like we can be a very dynamic offense. Regardless of how often he's run in the previous four games, Coima scrambling, it's something Dort will have to be aware of and be able to account for. At running back, Coach McCarty said at GPAC Football Media Day this past July that Jacob Caligonis is the best running back he's had at Northwestern, and his 127 rushing yards per game don't do anything to dissuade that argument. Caligonis is a workhorse, and Coach McCarty said, you know, this year he's really become a guy who can be a threat to score every time he touches the ball. And he hauls in also about 30 and a half receiving yards per game out of the backfield, either as a checkdown option or on those classic wheel routes out of the backfield. At the receiving positions, the two main receivers we mentioned a number of times throughout the show, Shane Solberg and Cade Mosier. The junior and sophomore both average over 100 receiving yards per game and their explosive options, part of that three-headed monster Northwestern has at those skilled positions. Solberg and Moser are the only two wide receivers who caught more than 100 yards worth of passes, and they're both north of 400. Now, Jacob Caligonis has over 100, but he's a running back, not a wide receiver. And last but not least, the guys up front, the offensive line. It's a unit that returns four starters from last season, four upperclassmen and one underclassman leading the way for Northwestern. Starting with the left tackle and moving right, it's Jared Gertis, Paxton DeHaan, Graham Kenobi, Austin Moss, and Josh Torno. Moving over to the Northwestern defense, a little more movement on this side of the ball during the preseason, returning six starters from a year ago while the Northwestern offense was returning nine. But all three starting linebackers are back, and with the way Northwestern plays defense, at least so far, that's all that's mattered. The Red Raiders have the sixth-ranked scoring defense in NAIA, allowing just 11 points per game, and yardage-wise, Northwestern allows an even 300 per game. 157 through the air, 143 on the ground, and 4.5 yards per play. Compare that to the 7.4 their offense gains per play, and it's like Northwestern is gaining 3 yards over you every single play. On the defensive line, it is Colin Snyder, TJ Jones, and Carter Van Gorp up front leading the way. Brett Mosier will play the Raider or the Rover position as a stand-up or a down lineman as well. And he's versatile enough to play a little bit of linebacker. He's kind of the one non-starting full-time linebacker in the top four in tackles for Northwestern. I mentioned the linebackers a couple times, so we might as well talk about them. Ben Granstra, Tanner Mahachek, and Sean Powell, those three guys get it done. Some senior leadership we have at linebacker and Tanner Mahachek and Sean Powell. And those guys have really set the tone for us defensively, and, and they're both three or four year starters for us. And have, again, have played in a lot of really big football games, and they understand what it takes to be successful. The one thing that I've noticed with this group throughout the years is, is they've been very, very focused in their preparation. And I think you can see that pay off on Saturdays. When they're in practice, they're very focused on what they need to do to play great team defense. And, and that's what they're focused on. And, and they just want to get the ball back to our offense and, and allow our offense to put up some points. 
Mahachik is the first three-time captain in Northwestern football history, and he packs it up as the team leader in tackles and sacks. And as I alluded to earlier, three of Northwestern's top four tacklers are their starting linebackers. And in the secondary, a few underclassmen get to see action here as sophomores, but they've contributed their fair share to Northwestern's six interceptions through just four games. Dylan Snyders and Liam Stubby start at a corner, Devin Mauser free safety, and Noah Ventoff plays strong safety. And lastly, the Northwestern Special Teams Unit. Dork gave up a long kickoff return a few weeks ago against Dakota Wesleyan, and Northwestern averages the sixth most kickoff return yards per attempt in NAI, so that is something to watch, something Dort will have to sure up and Northwestern will look to exploit. Dylan Snyders and Michael Story are the usual kick returners. Shane Solberg returns punts. Braxton Williams handles the kicking duties while Marcus Renz will do the punting. Williams has been solid this year. Six for seven kicking field goals, including nailing a 48-yarder. Although the cooler, windy conditions probably won't make kicking as easy today. Renz, he averages about 34 yards per punt. For Northwestern's keys to the game this afternoon, Coach McCarty said, It's all about playing present, about focusing on the here and now and on what this team can control. And he truly believes if they do that, if his guys do that, they have a great chance at executing each play at a high level. And when you're executing each play at a high level, that can lead to a rivalry win. Switching over to your Dort University defenders. Dort's never beaten Northwestern in varsity football. 0-11 will try number 12 be the one. If so, Dort's going to need complete performances on both sides of the ball. Unfortunately, they don't sell top 10 wins at the dollar store. Your keys for the Dort offense today against Northwestern, directly from the mouth of offensive coordinator Aaron Mingo. I want to score more points than the opposing team's offense. And so <laughs> that's always the goal every single week. You know, at the end of the game, if we've got more points for the home team than it says on the guest side, I think that was a pretty successful day. You know, it's going to start with our ability to run the ball, as always, and then we got to find ways to manufacture explosive points. For the door defense, defensive coordinator Lynn Nutt wants his guys focused and aware on each play. We've got to continue to be very, very aware. I don't want to say hyper-aware, but very, very aware of 5, 20, and 33. Those three, and if you add in jersey number one, not, not over-aware, but just aware. Hey, this call is this guy. This call is this guy. This call is this guy. This call is all of them. This call is whatever. Our guys are executing really good now. It comes down to the guys focusing on the details and us as coaches putting them in the right position. And I think a lot of what these door coaches are saying, you know, in other words, it's playing a full 60 minutes. We've seen what Northwestern can do over the past few seasons. And if Dort wants to find the upset and to get that first win over Northwestern, then the defenders have to play a full 60 minutes. So that's where we're at heading into today's chilly, windy rivalry showdown between the 3-2 and two Dort University defenders and the 4-0 number 7 ranked Northwestern College Red Raiders. You've been listening to the Defender Football Pregame Show on KDCR 88.5 FM. I'm your host, Christian Zylstra. Don't forget, stick around at halftime. Catch this week's edition of Where the Now with Sarah Point Birnbaum. And with that, kickoff is right around the corner here on a Saturday afternoon at Open Space Park in Sioux Center. So that will do it for me. And with that, let's head across the street and catch up with Mike Biker for this afternoon's kickoff. This is Today, a daily devotional to refresh.
You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center 88.5. We're also live on the World Wide Web at kdcr885.com. And that was the pregame show by Christian Zalstra once again. And a thank you to Christian Zalstra for the look at today's contest and a look ahead at Dort and Northwestern. And he said cold and windy. You can add snowy to that. And Kyle Achterhoff joins me for today's broadcast. And uh, Kyle... Uh, two weeks to build up to this for both teams, and uh, here we are, kickoff time, Dort and Northwestern. Yeah, and when you have two weeks to prepare, uh, you know, you, get, you can add a few wrinkles here and there, so, so I'd expect that from both, both sides of the ball, both teams, and uh, we'll just see how the elements play a factor in this game today. I will not say the elements favor either team. Both have explosive offenses. Both are playing on artificial turf. And I will uh, say that, uh, really, when all is said and done, shouldn't be a bad day for football. Return by Northwestern and Michael Story and the Northwestern Red Raiders, who who, uh, elected to receive after Dort won the coin toss and deferred to the second half, will take over first down and 10 this afternoon at their own 29-yard line. And uh, for Dort, we have seen the uh, kick coverage be an issue at times. Always good to see his team starting out inside their own 30, in my opinion. Yeah, pretty good kick coverage there. Um, Looked like returner probably testing the footing a little bit, a little bit cautious in his return. Uh, We'll see how that plays out. Tyson Coyman, the pistol for Northwestern. He's the junior signal caller. He hands off to Caligonis, and Caligonis, they move the pile for about three yards. There's It'll the be second down ground. and seven, and the ball is out. Yep, calling him down. Calling him down. Dort player came up with it. That was Dort's Elliot Van Kickericks coming away with the football, but they ruled that Caligonis' knee was down. It'll be second down and seven. Second and seven, Caligonis, as noted in the pregame show, averaging over 100 yards per carry. This is a Northwestern team that is 4-0 so far this season. Dort is 3-2. Coima has Caligonis to his right. Back to pass is Coima. Tyson Coima rolling right. He's dangerous out there. Placide knocks him out of bounds after a short gain. So the cornerback, Jalen Placide, comes up, make the stop. Short gain on the play, but we have a player shaken up for the Dort defenders. Not sure who that is. If it's 33, that's Julius Buchanan, and that would be his first action of the year. Still waiting for be able to read the number. It'll be third down and four when we resume play, and Dort that time, pretty good job of containing Tyson Coimel when he rolled out of the pocket. Yeah, he was able to, to get outside of the defensive end. Had a little bit of room to run, but good pursuit by... Uh the scraping linebackers and, and guys in the secondary to adjust and get to him and force him out of bounds. Placide was able to come up from his cornerback st- spot and make the play. And for Dort, shaken up on the play, that was Jonathan Carter, a freshman from North Richland Hills, Texas. Haven't called Jonathan's name a lot this year. He will limp off of the field. Looks like he's favoring that left leg ever so slightly. And Chris Fagerness will take him to the sideline to assess him. Meanwhile, Northwestern facing third down and four. Third and four. Northwestern, Tyson Coima hands it off. They're going to go the reverse. Swing it over to Shane Solberg. Solberg to the edge, and David Kakmarinski is there to shut it down. 
initially pushed to the outside. I believe that was Dortz Bashir Jones who knocked him back to the inside. And David Kakmarinski playing the edge was able to knock him down. A loss of two on the play. It's fourth down, and Northwestern is forced to punt. Yeah, and you know, talk about two guys that uh, the Dort coaching staff talked about needing to stop, Caligonis and Solberg, and both had their hands on the ball there. Very aware of where Solberg was on that reverse. Punt. Fair catch called for by Cabongo, and the ball bounces off of Cabongo's shoulder pads right into the waiting hands of Northwestern's cover man. That was Ryan Kugel, and Kugel, right man in the right, uh, the right spot, right time, and unfortunate in the first turnover, charged to the Dort defenders. First yeah, and when you're in a closely matched ball game like this, Mike, it's those turnovers that keep part, parts of the game that uh, could be the difference. And Yeah, we'll see. It's a 30-yard swing. Dort would have had it first and 10 at about their 40. Northwestern was able to catch the ball on the fly, and now they're saying the Dort players believe it's going to be uh, we got a defender football. There's a flag. It's uh, right at that center circle that when we use the field for football and uh, didn't see it initially. Well, let's get it sorted out by Brian Berg. Yeah, He's our official today. It looked, Mike, like they just dropped it late. I wonder if they, they got together and decided there was maybe some fair catch interference. Uh, I didn't see anyone touch Cabongo, but it looks like... Elliot Van Kickericks is convinced it's going to be Dort's football. Yeah, and the Dort defense coming off the field, so it does look like they're giving the ball to Dort. So we have a flag on the play. Turn down our crowd, Mike, as the cowbells come up. Not going to lie, that may be a break for the defenders. Yeah, so what I think they're saying is the ball bounced off of Cabongo, but before it hit the ground, Northwestern caught it in the air. But he had called fair catch. So even if he doesn't catch it clean, he should have the right to be able to still field it it before it hits the ground. ground. I've learned something new today. Well, and honestly, new to me. I, I, I did not... You know, I thought once the ball was free, but but it does make sense. Uh, you don't have to catch it clean, and you should have the right to, to still field it even if you don't catch it on the first first try. I first guess. and ten for the defenders at the 45. Levi Schoenhoven, I beg your – that is Carter Skibout. Carter Skibout getting the option pitch, and Carter Skibout on the pitch from Clayberg picks up nine yards on the play. It'll be second and one. So Skibout and Sconehoven in the backfield together along with Clayberg. Set to the right is Levi Jungling. Far side is Jake Dodge. They fake the handoff. They're going to give it to Jungling on the reverse. And Jungling, nothing there. He's going to be stopped short of the first down marker. Struggles back to the line of scrimmage. Actually loses maybe a half yard on the play. It'll be third down and a long one, possibly a short two. Dort needs the 35 for a first down. Yeah, and now you see both both offensive units thinking they need to take advantage of the aggressiveness of defenses with, with reverses. Third down and two, we'll call it. Clayberg looks to the sideline. Snowflakes falling here in Sioux Center. 
Lining up in the slot actually is Warner as well. They slide him over from the offensive line. Normally lines up as a tight end. Clayberg turns the corner, lunges forward, and it's going to be close to the first down marker. Headlinesman initially was just a little bit on the northwestern side of the 35 and then came back, and now it's going to be right at the 35, and that'll be a first down for the defenders. So the first first down of the day goes to Dort. Snow letting up just a little bit here in Sioux Center. Not supposed to last long, but just enough to give you a November feel on this mid-October day. Clayberg sends Schoenhoven to his left. They hand it off, Skibout, Skibout. Picks a spot, plants his foot, goes forward, and picks up six yards on the play. Yeah, and the key, key to the Dort run game is being able to get offensive linemen downfield and, and to the linebackers because uh, this linebacking crew for, for Northwestern is, is probably one of the best in the country. So got to get those guys blocked. Tanner Mahachek is the leader for Northwestern. He's their leading tackler as well. He's the middle linebacker. Clayberg pitches it right over to Skibot. Skibot a first down to the 20. And Skibot is wrapped up at the 17-yard line. And he is brought down. Clayberg takes a little bit of a shot at the end of the play from Ben Granstra. Granstra making sure Clayberg was aware of where he was. But that's another first down for the defenders inside the 20 down at the 18-yard line. First and 10 for the defenders at the 18. Dodges to the right, jungling to the left. They hand it off Skibot. Skibot bouncing outside and then works his way forward. Picks up four yards on the play. And both teams, well, Dort for certain going with a player possibly that Northwestern did not game plan as much for in Carter Skibot. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Northwestern's obviously going to do everything they can to try to get the ball out of Clayberg's hands. And so it's going to be one of those, those games where, uh, somebody else is probably going to have to pick up the slack. Second down and five for the defenders, Clayberg, and Clayberg is knocked down. A loss on the play. That's going to be Sean Powell on the tackle. Flag on the far sideline as well, and it looks like that's going to go against Dort. That's the initial indication. So it's going to be a second down and long for the defenders if Northwestern accepts the penalty. Which... I really doubt Coach McCarty will accept that penalty. They'll take the loss on the play and force Dort into a third down. Be a third situation. down long if they uh, decline the penalty, and it looks like the indication is that they will decline that penalty. Illegal formation, offense, penalty declined, third down. Third down and ten for the defenders. They're back at the 18-yard line. Strong win today. I doubt we'll see many field goals attempted. This situation, I would imagine, Dort is in four-down territory. Clayberg will take the snap. Where's number three? He's got Skibot behind him. Sconehoven to his left. And Clayberg on the edge, tries to turn the corner, and he is brought down after a short gain. Noah Hoff on the tackle after a pickup of maybe three or four on the play. That's going to bring up fourth down and significant yardage for Dort at the Northwestern 14-yard line. Yeah, but a, a little bit more manageable here for, for the Dort offense, getting into a fourth and, and sixth instead of, instead of a fourth and ten. Um, can pretty much run anything here. Clayberg barking signals. Now he'll look to the sideline. 13 seconds on the play clock. Now eight. 
having trouble getting the play and might have to use a timeout. Four seconds, now two, and timeout on the field, charge to Dort. So Dort's going to use a timeout. We're scoreless. 8.58 left to play in the first quarter. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. Back with more in a moment. Dort uses the timeout, pretty critical position, and uh, you anticipate every possession being very critical today. And the defenders call a timeout facing fourth down and six. They need at least the north. If they get the northwestern eight-yard line, they have a definite first down, the first down marker in between the eight and the nine. Send jungling in motion. They fake the handoff to jungling. Clayberg's going to go to the air, has a man open, floats it just too far intended for Warner. And Lucas Warner unable to track it down. Looked like it might have been the right play call, Kyle. Just uh, the execution not there. And Dort turns it over on downs in northwestern territory. Yeah, and when you when you're have a crosswind like we have today, it's not extremely strong, but probably was just enough to force that ball out of bounds and out of the reach. In case you're wondering, game time temps today, 33 degrees. Winds out of the north-northwest. Anywhere from 15 to 25 miles per hour currently. Northwestern takes over. First down and 10. We're scoreless. 8.54 left to play first quarter. Tyson Coima back to pass. Flares it over to Caligonis. He's at to the 10 to the 15 to the 20. Tries to get upfield. And he is forced out of bounds at the 27-yard line. And that'll be a first down for Northwestern as they uh, use Caligonis out of the backfield. And last year, if I remember correctly, that is actually where they were able to utilize Caligonis more often than not. Yeah, they did. Dort did a nice job a year ago. And actually the start today as well, doing a good job of stopping the run game and keeping keeping Caligonis in check, check in terms of the run game. But... Uh, Northwestern likes to get him out of the backfield, get him in space, and get him the ball where he can do some work. Utilize it almost as a long handoff, if you will. Fake the handoff to Caligonis. Throw it to the wide side of the field. It's complete. And struggling forward, breaking a tackle and working his way forward for a first down second effort by Northwestern's Shane Solberg. And that's more than enough for a Northwestern first down. Yeah, we have have a a flag. flag. Um Looked like he was struggling, so I can't imagine this would be a late hit, but that's about the only thing that I could imagine there. That or if someone it. got a hand up around the face mask and you got a piece of that going down. Personal foul, late hit, defense, number 44, 15 yards, added to the end of the run, automatic first down. Josh Morozik is whistled for the late hit and... Games like this, a little bit of emotion early on, a lot of adrenaline pulsing, and it uh, takes just a little bit to settle down, but Morozik gets called for the late hit. That's a 15-yard penalty, first down and 10 for Northwestern at the Dort 45. Handoff Caligonis. Caligonis, not much there, and Dort doing a pretty good job of rallying to the football as he carries the first tackler, the first defender there, Quentin Murphy, carries him for a little ways, but uh, then he is brought down by... Three or four other defenders, it'll be second down and eight. Yeah, nice job by the Dort defense of rallying to the ball and, and getting a lot of black shirts to Caligonis. We have a uh, cornerback, that's Lane Dominey. Lane's been playing more of the snaps today. He's on the near side. He is covering Michael Story. So that's a little defensive change for Dort. Akoima back to pass. Throws to the sideline, incomplete intended for Solberg. 
And that'll bring up third down and eight. The clock stops on the play. Sedort's been doing a pretty good job of containing Koima in the pocket as well. He is, and he's not been looking to scramble as much. But that's also a key part. Uh, that that's what scares me right. more is when he starts scrambling and creating. Yeah, and when he when he gets out of the pocket and he, had, you know, obviously has the ability to run really well. Um, but what makes him dangerous is, you know, you, you come off of your receiver thinking he's going to tuck it and go, and that's when he finds open receivers downfield. Third down and eight for Northwestern. Clock is stopped after the incomplete pass. Back to pass is Coima. Coima rolling right as he's flushed from the pocket. He's going to throw back against his body, and it might be picked off. Cabongo, did he come up with it? It's a great play if he did off the deflection. Nathan Cabongo, his first interception of the year after getting six last season. He's on the right spot at the right time and somehow drug his was able to drag his toes on the sideline. And Dort gets the turnover. Yeah, and it's probably one that, uh, you know, if you're watching Saturday night major college football, that's one that's getting reviewed. But, uh, you know, the official right on top of the play, Cabongo had possession. Um, must have kept foot in bounds because Dort, Dort ball, uh, first and ten. First and ten at their own 19-yard line. So both teams have now had the football relatively deep in the opponent's territory. Clayberg back to pass, floats it up for Dodge, and passes incomplete as he overshoots Dodge at about the 40-yard line. And that's a shot a little further down the field than I would have anticipated on a day like today, but uh, overshoots Dodge by about three or four yards. Clock stops, second down and ten. Yeah, and so far, balls in the air, don't they really don't look like they're being held up or, you know, you don't have that wounded duck-looking football being thrown. So probably not affecting the passing game as much as it may the, the kicking game. Wind speeds are really variable today. This is Clayberg. Clayberg across the 20 to about the 24-yard line. That's a gain of five on the play, and that'll be third down and five. Two weeks ago, also for our viewers and listeners, Justin Urquittis, a scary moment as uh, he struggled to get off of the field after a field goal attempt. Uh, He is in uniform today, and he is playing. Turns out there might have been some dehydration in play that day, not a a concussion or anything like that. So uh, he bounced back really quickly, um, and he is in uniform and playing offensive line for the defenders here this afternoon. Yeah, and you got to think both teams are pretty pretty healthy and, and feeling pretty good today given the week off. Noah Clayberg with the carry. It looked like he might have had a seam, and he did, but it closed up very quickly. And what I'm seeing is Northwestern's got pretty good speed overall on defense. So they might not overwhelm you with size, but they get to the ball very quickly. Yeah, and that's been a stable of, of what Coach McCarty has done for a lot of years, both as a defensive coordinator and as a head coach is, it might not always be the biggest defense, but they're going to have guys that uh, can run on the field. Fourth down and two. Jake Dodge will punt 36.3 yards per punt average. Line of scrimmage is the 27-yard line. I believe that's Solberg back to return the punt. A high punt by Dodge. Solberg calls for the fair catch. He gathers it in at the 37-yard line, and that is where Northwestern will start. First down and 10 at their own 37. And uh, the game within a game, Granstra and Levi Sconehoven exchanging pleasantries at the 45-yard line. Little known fact, those two probably mixed it up at recess in grade (laughs) school over at Sheldon Christian. So 
Uh, they're getting the opportunity to play on both sides, the the opposite sides of the football, and on special teams that time, uh, renew their acquaintances right around midfield. Yeah, and it looked like there was going to be a little bit of a mouthpiece piece theft going on. Uh, finally, gave it up. Tyson Coima, back to pass, looks right, now ducks away, and he's at the 50. Got some room to run, and forced out of bounds at the 43-yard line. He was looking towards. I thought that was Dylan's. No, he uh, he dodged the Dort player. That was uh, he dodged a player, and then I don't know if that was a design play, but he yeah. looked left and immediately went right. Yeah, it looked like, uh, and we did have a pulling offensive lineman, a little bit of a quarterback counter, uh, just trying to get some action towards Caligonis, who was swinging out to Coima's left, uh, and he ducks, you know, tucks the ball and runs right. 42-yard line, Northwestern has it first down and 10. Caligonis to the edge. He's to the 35. Might have had a hold. No call made. No flag comes out. And Caligonis is inside the 30, down to about the 27-yard line. But now we do have a flag thrown behind the play. I saw something over in between the 30 and the 35 that I thought was when the Caligonis got to the edge. But now we have a block below the waist called against Northwestern. And that's a 15-yarder, I believe. Yeah, I think that was, yeah, I would agree with you. At the point of attack, looked like there was uh, an obvious hold by Solberg. He got away with one, and it's tough out on the perimeter to always see that. But inside, uh, probably a crackback, something back inside where uh, an offensive lineman for Northwestern went low, and um, you can't do that anymore. Northwestern's looking for some explanations. That's Paxton DeHaan, a 6'3", 315-pounder, asking for uh, the explanation on uh, why the call was made. It's going to be first down and long now at the uh, Northwestern 46-yard line. They need the Dort 32 for a first down. That comes out to first and 22 for Northwestern. Back to pass is Coima. Tucks it away after faking the pass and now throws it away. And And that's second down. Yeah, and a a late throwaway, but by the time Coima threw the ball, uh, Northwestern had Lyman downfield. Probably should have been an an eligible man downfield. But, um, yeah, just uh, throw it away for Northwestern. Live to see another play. Very well defended on the screen play by the Dort defense. New player in for Dort who's seeing more reps today as well, Chase Copemans. Copemans, a freshman from the Haywarden-Ireton area, prepped at West Sioux. Second down and 22 for Northwestern. Tyson Coima. Shotgun. Has Caligonis to his left. Flushed from the pocket again. Kak Marinsky chasing him. Copeman's chasing him. Throw over the top for Solberg. It's complete to Solberg. And Solberg is knocked out of bounds inside the 10. Down at the 5-yard line. Yeah, perfect example right there. Mike, you know, when when, uh, Coima gets out of the pocket, you really have to be disciplined in the secondary and stay with your man. Um, Solberg took off downfield, and and Coima was able to get just enough on the ball to get get it to Solberg. Got down inside the uh, 10 with the run. It's first and goal to go for Northwestern at the five-yard line. Tyson Coima, two receivers set to the left, one to the right. Got an offensive lineman, it looks like, in the backfield, and Tyson Coima is going to walk into the end zone untouched. Right side of the line, and it's six points for Northwestern. They draw first blood with 3.50 remaining in this first quarter. Northwestern six, 
Dort zero. Yeah, again, a little misdirection. I get uh, Caligonis on the fly sweep action to to Dort's right, and uh, Koima goes the other direction with the ball. That was Brady Moser who was in the backfield. Looks like a tight end, and he was set to the left, and everything else went to the right. Braxton Williams on to attempt the point after. Snap is down, the kick is up, and the kick is good. And Northwestern has a 7-0 lead with 3.50 remaining here in the first quarter. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. So Northwestern draws first blood. They take a 7-0 lead. And the Northwestern Red Raiders will now be kicking off. Dort sends Skibout back deep. And the end over end kick, uh, almost a sidewinding kick, taken at the 5 to the 10 to the 15 to the 20 to the 25. And that is where Dort will start their offensive series. First down and 10. Carter Skibout brings it out to near the 25 yard line. They're going to mark him back actually at about the waiting for them to spot the football. Going to mark him just past the 25 yard line. It'll be first and 10. For Dort, and uh, let's see if Dort can put together a drive to answer Northwestern's scoring drive moments ago. That was capped by Tyson Coima, five-yard touchdown run. Rolling right, Clayberg. Clayberg pass complete to Hebelhorst. Hebelhorst with the catch, and he uh, turns and runs upfield. Gets about another seven or eight yards after the catch. That's a first down for the defenders at the 40-yard line. Yeah, and just trying to take advantage of you know the. The aggressiveness by the Dort linebacking crew—they're gonna—they're obviously gonna be flying to Clayberg with his ability to run the ball. So you want to slide some receivers in behind those guys, but uh, underneath the secondary. Noah Clayberg hands it off to Skibout. Skibout to the outside, and Skibout picks up five or six yards on the play, and uh, five or six yards—nothing fancy, but that'll move the football down the field. Dort faces now second down and five. Second and five for the defenders. Now, Carter Skibout is a freshman from Orange City. Where's number 25? He has not been a primary option for the defenders so far this year, but here this afternoon being used extensively. Clayberg going to try to get to the edge. Schoenhoven throws a block, springs him. Clayberg up the sideline, still in bounds, and finally spun out of bounds at the 34-yard line. Cutting off the sideline was Noah Van Hoff, and the defenders have another first down. Yeah, and just, uh, you know, the game within a game and, and, and seeing how coaches are going to adjust some different things. Uh, nice adjustment there instead of having a pitch back, uh, just run a full-out sweep with Clayberg and able to get uh, some linebackers blocked. First down and 10 for the defenders. That was Schoenhoven who helps throw a block. And we've got a flag on the play. That's going to be a false start against the defenders. That'll be five-yard penalty. Dort will be facing first and 15 at the Northwestern 39-yard line. few too many penalties early on. Uh, that's something Dort really has done a pretty good job of limiting. Yeah, and when you're playing, you know, a, a highly ranked team, um, an undefeated team, uh, you just can't make those kind of mistakes. It just makes the job of, of winning field that much more difficult. So, you know, something that Dort has to clean up throughout this game. First down and 15 for the defenders at the Northwestern 39-yard line. Clayberg with the football, has Carter Skibout to pitch, keeps it himself, cuts up field. He's past the 30, down in the, near the 25-yard line, and he gets back over 10 yards 
of that 15 yards that they were facing. Yeah, and just a nice job of uh, faking the pitch and, and tucking the field, tucking the ball, getting upfield. Um, a really good first down play uh, when you're facing first and 15. Schoenhoven will have to check out. Looks like he has some blood on his arm. In the meantime, the defenders will send a new player in. That is Raymond Taronis. Second down and four for the defenders. At the Northwestern, 27-yard line. 7-0 Northwestern, 120 left to play. First quarter. Jake dodges to the near side. Taronis is in the slot. Jungling is on the far side. Might have had some movement. No call made. Clayberg's going to throw it for Jungling. Jungling trying to catch it on the far sideline. Unable to keep his feet in bounds. Didn't come down with the ball either. And that'll bring up third down and four. And the clock stops on the incomplete pass. Yeah, and throwing the same direction as uh, the previous incompletion. Uh, kind of towards the uh, southeast corner of the, of the field. Uh, it seems like the, if there's one direction that the balls might carry a little bit, uh, it's that way. And both times the ball um, lands out of bounds by 5, 10 yards. Third down and four. Hand off. Ski bout. Ski bout. Gets the first down up the sideline inside the 20. Down near the 18-yard line, so that's another Dort first down and nearly a 10-yard pickup on the play for Skibaut, who's averaging 7.1 yards per carry so far this season. Yeah, and really nice open f- open field move by Skibaut. Uh, Dort had uh, their corner, I think it was Snyder there, to, to make the play short of the first down, but uh, Skibaut was able to make him miss and, and go for an extra 6 or 7. First down and 10 for the defenders at the 18-yard line. Clayberg pitches, Skibaut. 20, and back to the line of scrimmage, and that is it. It'll be second down and 10. Second down and 10, Sean Powell forcing Clayberg to make the pitch that time. And Skibout struggles to get back to the line of scrimmage. That might be the last play of the first quarter. 12 seconds, now 10. Play clock is at 24 seconds. Clayberg. Going to run one more play. Fakes left, goes right. 20, 15, 10, and dragged down from behind at the 10-yard line by Northwestern's Tanner Mahachek. And that will be the last play of the first half. Dort will come back facing third down and two from the Northwestern 11 when we resume play. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. We're also live on the World Wide Web, KDCR885.com. Back with more right after this. 7-0 Northwestern leads. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center 88.5. We're also live on the World Wide Web, KDCR885.com. Northwestern with a 7-0 lead on a Tyson Coima five-yard touchdown run. Late in the first quarter, now Dort is threatening, facing third down and two at the Northwestern 11-yard line. Clayberg has Schoenhoven behind him. Shifts Warner to the left. War, uh, Clayberg to the 10, to the 5, inside the 5, down at the 2-yard line, runs into Jake Dodge, but that's a Dort first down, and the defenders will now have four cracks at it to try and even uh, potentially even the score here. Yeah, so far, nice job. Uh, responding to the Northwestern touchdown by putting a, ni- a nice drive together. Um, yeah, obviously you want to finish the drive with some points, so 
These next three downs, four downs will be important. Clayberg has Skibout behind him. First and goal to go at the three. Play clock is at eight. Now seven, five, three. Will they get a playoff? And they do just in time. Fake the handoff to Skibout. This is Clayberg racing to the edge. Diving for the end zone. Did he get in? They're calling him just short. Just short of the end zone. So Noah Clayberg lunging to the goal line. Stopped just short of the pylon. Actually knocked the pylon over as he rolled that way on the far sideline. And now it's second down and goal to go for the defenders. And they're as close as they can be without getting into the end zone right now. Yeah, and important to take care of ball, take care of the ball here. Um, Clayberg, as he was lunging, he was down, but the ball came out as he hit the ground. So got to take care of it and not, not turn the ball over. Hands off the ski bout, and the defenders are on the board at 7-6. Carter ski bound with his second touchdown of the year, and Dort with a chance to tie it here on a point after try. Yeah, and blocked really well up front. Nice little seam, was able to, he dove into the end zone. I think he could have walked in. Uh, really nice job by your offensive line. Brett Zachman on to attempt the point after try. 15 of 19 this season. Touchdown comes with 13.32 left to go in the first half. Brett Zachman will step it off. Seven seconds on the play clock. Tyler Reynolds is holding. Snap is down. Kick is up. And the kick is no good as it sails wide left and Northwestern maintains a one-point lead at 7-6. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. We'll be back with Dort's kickoff right after this. The defenders even, well, they even the score in terms of scoring a touchdown, but they fail on the point after, so... Both teams with a touchdown, but Northwestern with an all-important point after right now. Northwestern with a 7-6 lead, and you think, uh, no no big deal. One point, but uh, all those little things do add up. They do add up, and, uh, you know, a a game that could come down to one possession, that one point uh, can be pretty big. Watched a high school game last night that ended two to nothing, Kyle. So uh, and that and that happened on the first possession by one of the teams getting a safety, and that stood up the rest of the way. Right. Yeah. And when you're looking at games that that where the elements could become a factor, uh, the places where you where you see its effect, you know, taking care of the ball, turnovers, and within the kick, kicking game, um, those are some big. Big times during the game where you don't want to make a big mistake. Return by Story to the 30, to the 35, and he is upended at the 35-yard line, at the 37-yard line, and that is where Dort will take over. Oh, pardon me, Northwestern will take over. First down and 10, Michael Story, a freshman. 6'5", 165-pounder, but we have a flag on the play as well over at the 30-yard line, and uh, looks like a Northwestern player displeased talking with the head linesman. And that would indicate to me, in all likelihood, this is going to be against Northwestern. And uh, we'll see what the call is. Carrying the return. Holding. Return team, number 19. Daniel Yeah, and, and right there, the Northwestern coaching staff's not going to be real, real pleased with that holding because uh, the flag was thrown. Opposite side of the field, probably a hold that never affected the play, never affected the return, uh, but cost them some some big field position. Cost them about 
12 or 13 yards, and as you said, on a day like today, every yard you can get uh, makes a huge difference. Northwestern with the football, leading 7-6, 13-26 left to play here in the first half. Tyson Kloima is the quarterback for Northwestern. Dort showing some pressure. They're going to flare it out to the far side, Solberg, and that one sailed a little bit on Kloima as he tried to throw that back shoulder pass to Solberg. Solberg couldn't get to it, and that's a pass I would imagine on a on a day of ideal conditions. They make that play almost 100% of the time. Yeah, for sure. You know, the connection that Koima has with Solberg and that uh, they just know, they know each other so well. And uh, it's obviously um, shown in the types of stats that they put up. But right there, Northwestern comes out in a tight formation, uh, kind of a run formation. But when you got Solberg out by himself, uh, they're going to try to get him the ball there. Solberg is a junior, as is, as is Koiman. Back to pass is Tyson Koiman. Koiman out to Caligonis, and he short arms it over to Caligonis in between the 20 and the 25. Ball skips across the artificial turf, incomplete. It's third down and 10. Yeah, and a great opportunity here for the Dort defense. Uh, get off the field, uh, you know, with, with Northwestern backed up uh, right at their own 20. Uh, it's a great position to get a stop and force a punt. Northwestern taking their time in the huddle. 13 seconds remaining, now 10 on the play clock. Clock stopped on the incomplete pass. There's 13-17 left to go in the first half. Caligonis to the left of Coima. Tyson Coima back to pass. Screen pass for Caligonis, and he is blown up by Clayton Bosma. By, uh, yes, Clayton Bosma. Bosma. Connor Bosma, that is. Connor Bosma. Too many names rattling around in the database, but Connor Bosma makes the tackle. That's a loss of a couple on the play. It's going to be fourth down and 12. Well, and that's, that's a, a typical situation where offenses like to run screen play, right? Third and 10. Um, long ways to go, a safe throw, uh, read well by Bosman and, and blown up. Uh, great job of, of getting between some offensive linemen and getting to Caligonis. On to punt is Northwestern's Marcus Renz, and it's taken by Cabongo. Cabongo tries to spin out of a tackle and is brought down at the 46-yard line. It'll be first and 10, but we have a flag on the play in between the 40 and the 35. And that's, uh, in all likelihood, I'm going to guess that's going to go against Dort as well. And this is probably not going to be the line of scrimmage, or this is not going to be the yard line where we start this drive. During the return, holding, return team, number seven, 10-yard penalty from the end of the run, first down, Dort. Yeah, kind of kind of dangerous by Cabango feeling that mm-hmm. on the bounce. There were some Northwestern cover guys their gunner right there to make the play um boy you just don't want to take that chance in a game like this where a turnover a costly turnover could cost you a game so the holding penalty against dort dort will start first down and 10 at their own 45 yard line noah clayberg with a football pitches it right over to ski bout ski bout to the 50 and into Northwestern Territory at the 47-yard line before he is brought down by Granstra. It'll be second down and three for Northwestern after the seven-yard gain by Skibout. Yeah, and so far a real nice job uh, with the Dort run game of, of mixing up uh, some inside run, some outside, and, and how and who they're getting the ball to in the run game is, is being really effective so far. 
Carter Skibot has carried the football nine times already. Gets the call again, and this time, no gain on the play. It's going to be third down and three. Third down and three. Both teams have over 100 yards of offense already. Dort with 104 on the ground, 14 in the air. Northwestern, 73 in the air, 32 on the ground. Third down and three for Dort. 20 seconds on the play clock. Noah Clayberg will look to the sideline. You've got Warner lining up as a tight end on the near side. Jake Dodge on the right side along with Jungling. Dort will run to the right. Clayberg pitches it over to Skibot last instant. And Skibot is forced out of bounds, but not before he picks up a first down. That's another six-yard pickup on the play for the defenders. And a Dort first down. Yeah, nice soft pitch by uh, Clayberg and Skibot handled it. Uh, he's got to work on his pitch relationship. It almost looked like they were too close together. Uh, that can sometimes be a recipe for disaster, but uh, nonetheless, picking up a first down for Dort. First down and 10 for the defenders at the 43-yard line. They hand it off to Skibout. Skibout trying to find a hole, picks up two yards on the play. It'll be second down and eight. Second and eight for the defenders at the 40-yard line. So second down and eight. Defenders in Northwestern Territory. Dort's been able to move the football pretty regularly against this Northwestern team. Clayberg fakes the rollout. Now looks like he wants to pass. He's going to tuck it and run. He's at the 35, down inside the 35, near the 33. Stopped short of the first down by less than a yard. It's going to be third down and one. Yeah, and Mahachik just, just able to, to hang on to that ankle by Clayberg. Otherwise, he might have been scoring there. Mahachek, a potential All-American again this year. I believe if Noah Clayberg is healthy, he is in that same category as a potential All-American type player. Obviously, both are all-conference type players and match up pretty well physically against each other. Noah Clayberg looks to the sideline. 9.40 left to play in the first half. Northwestern with a 7-6 lead as the snowflakes have stopped coming down, for the time being at least. Clayberg. Trying to get away from the would-be tackler, and he is brought down, but I think he got a first down. We will see. It's Brett Mosher on the tackle. Looks like they marked him just short, and probably in four-down territory. You're kind of in that no-man's land at the 32, 33-yard line. Fourth down and less than a yard. Obviously not going to try a field goal from this far out. Punting doesn't give you that much of an advantage. Dort will go for it. Fourth down and one. Twelve seconds on the play clock. Clayberg looks to the sideline, gets the play. Eight seconds left. Now six. Noah has it. Trying to get to the edge. Bounces to the outside. He's in trouble. And he's going to be brought down. That's Tanner Mahachik with the tackle. Also there, Colin Snyder. And I thought just for an instant, if you're able to plant that left foot and turn up field, maybe there was a seam. But as he went to the outside, the Northwestern white jerseys really came and uh, they rallied to the football well. And once he was trying to find a seam on the outside, there just wasn't one there. Right. And what, what Northwestern does really well is they, they want you to go sideline side to sideline. They want to stretch the play out. Uh, they want to get their pursuit angles. They do a great job with their fits. So there's not going to be a lot of those seams to duck up into. Uh, but you have to make that decision early, especially in a fourth and that short. Uh, you just got to get upfield and 
do whatever you can to get that first down. Well, let's see if the defense can make a play again. First down and 10 for Northwestern at their own 35-yard line. Tyson Coima to the edge, and Tyson Coima gets out of bounds at about the 42-yard line. This is now the third game I've watched him play quarterback against Northwestern. Uh, pardon me, against Dort. I don't know that anyone has ever gotten a clean hit on him, Kyle. No, Tyson's a, a very good runner, and, and he, he does a great job of avoiding that big hit. Um, keeps him healthy throughout the season. That's a key, uh, as we know how long a, a college football season can last. Second down and two for Northwestern. They're at their own 43-yard line. Coima back to pass, looking left. Now he's going to roll, uh, pardon me, looking right, rolling left now. Gets a block and works his way out of bounds. We had an official hit it pretty hard here at the midfield stripe. The umpire picks himself up. He got in the line of fire as people ended up shifting fields. Coima forced out of bounds at the Northwestern 49. That's enough for a first down. Yeah, and just an example of, of needing to stay in your rush lanes uh, in the drop back pass game because Coima, again, with his feet, his ability to run, uh, you know, he's going to pick up a lot of f- first downs by just uh, tucking the ball and running. First down and 10 for Northwestern at their own 49 yard line. Coima fakes the handoff to Caligonis under pressure and down he goes. David Kakmarinski with the quarterback sack, a loss of eight on the play, and that'll bring up second down and long. Yeah, and a great job by the, the Dort secondary, jumping routes. Uh, Koima wanted to get that ball out early and had to, had to double clutch. That's when Kakmarinski was able to get there and make the play. Second down and 17, so a loss of seven on the play. Dort will book in their defensive ends. That's Koopmans and Kakmarinski at the DNs. Back to pass is Koima. Koima's going to float one up, and that's incomplete. Intended on the near side. Closest man there was Cade Mosier. The defenders also had Domini on coverage, and it's going to be third down and long. Well, Dort has shifted around their defensive backs a little bit. You've got... uh, Placide almost playing a safety now instead of a corner. You've got Domini, a little more size, I guess, at cornerback, uh, defending. He's playing as many snaps as we've seen so far this season. Tyson Coima, barking signals. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. Under pressure is Coima. Copeman's unable to get him. Coima scrambling to the right, and Coima is going to be forced out of bounds by Elliot Van Kickerix. Well short of the original line of scrimmage and now on this a, series. We have a flag in the secondary. It's probably going to be an ineligible man, or we got a hold of some sort. Uh, probably more in the, in the area of the field where it could be a defensive holding. I don't like the way you talk. <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> where the flag lies, unless it was, you know, once. Holding. Defense, number 21, against an eligible receiver, 10 yards from the previous spot, automatic first down. Yeah, you were right. And you just, uh, boy, those, those are the kind of penalties, you know, in third and, third and almost 20, uh, third and extra long. You know, just keep your hands off. There's no, no reason to grab at that point. Um, 
and I know that's that's easier said than done, especially when you're facing the kind of receivers. You know, probably a Solberg uh, enticed that call there. Uh, so you just got to stay disciplined in the secondary and not grab jersey. First and 10 for Northwestern at the Dort 48-yard line. Northwestern, new life on this drive. Coima looks left, goes right. He's to the 40, 30, 25-20, breaking away 10-5. Touchdown, Northwestern. And uh, again, very adept at looking left. The defense goes that way, and he had a lane about five yards wide. Uh, for the first 10 yards or so, and once he gets up to full speed, he's tough to catch. Yeah, he's got great speed, and uh, so uh, yeah, once he was in the secondary, there was nobody there to catch him. And uh, again, big plays, and, and when you had an opportunity to get off the field earlier, uh, that comes back and bites you. Yeah, that penalty really hurts when you start looking back at it. Braxton Williams on to attempt the point after Northwestern with a 13-6 lead. 13-6, Northwestern. Williams, snap is down, kick is up, and the kick is good. And Northwestern has taken a 14-6 lead with 6.23 left to play in the first half. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. Back with more in a moment. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center 88.5. We're also live on the World Wide Web, kdcr885.com. We'll be checking in with the fairway scoreboard in just a little bit. First, the kickoff by Braxton Williams coming after Northwestern takes a 14-6 lead. Carter Skibald unable to field it cleanly. Ball skips through the end zone, and it will be a touchback. Dort will take over first down and 10. Time to check your GPAC scoreboard, and I'm trying to find one more score before I pass it along to you. Doesn't look like I'll get it, though, so we'll give you the three that we have. And the scoreboard check made possible by Fairway Meat and Grocery in Sioux Center, serving the community since 1991. Morningside 28, Briarcliff 0, Concordia 7, Dakota Wesleyan 0, Midland 21, Hastings 7. No report on Jamestown and Doan. Noah Clayberg rolling right, throws over the top for Jungling. Jungling unable to get to it, pass falls incomplete. It will be second down and 10, and incomplete might have been about the best option we had because there was a there was a cover man deep for Northwestern right there step for step with Levi. Yeah, and actually a couple. The backside safety was able to get involved in the play as well. Uh, really probably fortunate that that is an incomplete pass. Devin Mao on their coverage for Northwestern, a junior. 6'2", so he's got a little bit of size on Levi Jungling. Jungling. Listed a very generous 5'10", 185 pounds. 5'10 on the top side. Fake the handoff, Clayberg. Clayberg pitches it over to Junkling. Junkling in space to the 30, to the 35, and may have picked up a first down. Now, did the ball come out? Nope, Junkling pitches it over to the official. Thought maybe the reaction of the uh, players on the far sideline that the football came out, but Levi stopped just short of the first down. It's going to be third down and one. 5.55 left to play first half. Northwestern 14, Dort 6. A lot of football left to be played. Obviously it would be great if Dort could keep pace here at the end of the first half and then get that first possession of the second half, maybe steal a possession. Yeah, and really responded well after Northwestern's first score. See if we can do the same here. 
Handoff, Skibout, Skibout trouble, and he's going to be stopped short of the first down, and I'm afraid Dort's going to have to kick here, obviously, deep in their own territory. You play the long game here, fourth down and one, and uh, you can't risk going for it in this situation with 5.15 left to play in the half. You're going to turn it back over to the defense and see if they can get a stop here to end the first half. And, again, just a a little bit too much side-to-side movement. Um, You know, you got to put the weight behind your pads and and just get ahead and try to pick up that first down. Jake Dodge is punting. Back to receive is Solberg. Line of scrimmage is the 34. Dodge. Kick to the right. And that will be downed at the... Northwestern, 35-yard line. That's about a 31-yard punt by Jake Dodge. A little below his season average of 36.3 yards per punt. And Northwestern will take over first down and 10 at their own 35. This is a pretty critical possession here. Northwestern would love to get up two scores heading into the half. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, huge defensive series. Staying disciplined and uh, maybe even cause a turnover to get the ball back to your offense. Northwestern will line up three receivers to the right, one to the left. Backfield is open, actually to the left. Caligonis lining up in the slot. Back to pass is Coima. Looking left, he's going to tuck it away and run. He's to 35-40, and he slides down at the 48-yard line. First down and 10 for Northwestern. And it's the spot at which he initially gave himself up. So that's going to be at midfield. First down and 10 at the midfield stripe. Colin Ostenink checking into the game. Checking out is Copemans. 4-11 left to play. First half. Tyson Coima's running numbers coming into today's game. Not as impressive as years past, part of that might be the product of they've been able to pass the ball so adeptly. Caligonis on the carry to the near side, picks up six yards on the play. It's going to be second down and four. Second down and four. Caligonis forced out of bounds by Placide, and Northwestern needs the Dort 40-yard line for a first down. Yeah, and you talk about uh, Coima's rushing numbers. You know, early in the season, first four games, yeah, probably didn't have to rely on that quite as much. Um, Dort's doing a nice job in the secondary, taking away the, the quick game, forcing him to tuck the ball and run. And he's had some room, so he's taking advantage of it. Second down and four. Back to pass is Coima. Coima, pass over the middle, Solberg. And Solberg is hit hard right over the middle. Quentin Murphy with the tackle. And that'll be first down for Northwestern at the Dort 38-yard line. Yeah, and I would imagine they got to get him off the field just to check him out. Um, he was stunned as he he was on his knees when he made the catch. And Dort's defender, it was a bang-bang play right over the middle, and that's why you don't see a ton of passes thrown over the middle. There's a lot of traffic there. And it'll be first down. They haven't moved the chains yet. Officials conferring. Yeah, now they're moving the sticks. I think they were debating (laughs) 
whether to, whether or not to listen to the Northwestern coaching staff and throw a flag, but it definitely wasn't targeting. There was no helmet to helmet. Um, it was a good hard hit, but it looked like uh, looked like it was forearms up around the shoulder pad right, to me. Exactly. And uh, trying to describe it as accurately as we can, right down in front of us at the 38, Northwestern with it. This is Coima, and Tyson Coima picks up three on the play. It'll be second down and seven. Second and seven. Got the yard marker. They're thinking positively over their third. They're going to get it back to second down now. 2.30 left to play. First half, Northwestern leading 14-6. First, uh, pardon me, second down. Well, they're going to mark. Yeah, <laughs> Lost a yard on that play. <laughs> Between plays, you, you, sure. you lose a you we'll lose yard it. without snapping we'll the football. It. Second down and eight. Football at the 36. It was the 35. They move it back to the 36. Koima looks left. Football comes out momentarily. David Kakmarinski knocked it away, and then Tyson Koima grabs it out of midair, loses two yards on the play. It's going to be third down and ten. Yeah, and he's, he's really, at this point, and I don't know if it's because of what he's seeing in the secondary uh, for taking away, if the Dort defense is taking away the quick pass game, but he's looking to run very early in his pass uh, drop. Um, he tucked that, ready to run, and fortunate to knock it out. Third down and 10 for Northwestern. Two receivers to the right, one to the left. Back to pass, Koima. Koima flushed from the pocket. David Kakmarinski is going to wrap him up, and down he goes. David Kakmarinski grabs him up. Coming in to finish him off was Elliot Benkikerix, and that's a significant loss on the play. That'll push Northwestern back to the 46-yard line. Noah Clayberg came in to play <laughs> some safety on that play, and uh, they've toyed with that in the planning stages. Specific situations, they'll sneak him on the field, Levi Junkling, we've seen him line up as a corner as well in some critical situations, not this year, but uh, here this afternoon, uh, Noah Clayberg, well, a little Ironman football well, today. And, and probably, you know, thinking, you know, what, what has Northwestern had success with? What does Coima look to do, uh, tucking the ball and run and, and getting in the open field, maybe adding that element of speed almost as a spy because he wasn't deep. And he wasn't playing at linebacker depth. He was kind of at that that intermediate depth and uh, probably looking for Coima to run there and and maybe even spy an underneath route uh, looking to, to steal one. I am surprised more small college football teams don't go to thinking outside the box like that because it does, Kyle, it does come down to putting your best players, best athletes in positions to make plays. Yeah, and you, you do have to think about it at this level. Uh, at the NEI level, and you have great athletes. You know, in my years at Northwestern, you, you take you take an Austin Jansen and you play him on offense a little bit. You take a Corey Kramer and you play him a little bit on offense. Um, you know, you, you do some things to get your best players, like you mentioned, take get your best players on the field, especially situationally. You know, obviously you're not going to have Noah playing every snap on defense and then turning around and trying to play quarterback, but, but you use him at, at specific times 
specific situations and take advantage of his athleticism. The more I watch college football, especially at this level, the more I say most games come down to a handful of plays. And if you can pick those handful of plays and take advantage, you're wise to do so. Well, and right there, you know, that's a huge stop. I mean, Dort had to to keep Northwestern off the board here, keep it a one-score game, able to do that. Football might have been blocked partially. And it rolls into the end zone. That'll be a touchback. Nathan Cabongo had thoughts of fielding it at the 10. Roughing the punter. Yeah, shucks. Flag at the 45-yard line right now of Northwestern. I believe that's going to be an automatic first down. Yeah, it will be. If it's uh, 103 left to play in the half. And that puts Northwestern back in a very threatening position. Well, and and right there, your chances of going 80 with a minute left uh, for Dort's offense. Not great. Well, not great. You know, you got a chance. But at the very least, you want to go in a half, one score down. You've got Northwestern off the field. That's what you're looking for at that point. Exactly. That, that's, that's, a, that's a tough penalty to take right there. Now Northwestern has three timeouts left, 103 remaining, first and 10 at the Dort 29-yard line. So first and 10 for the Red Raiders at the Dort 29. Solberg lines up in the slot to the near side. They fake the handoff to Caligonis. Tyson Coima is going to scramble. Under pressure, Brayton Van Kickerix providing the pressure. Throws it away, out of bounds, stops the clock. It'll be second down and 10. And, and Dort bringing a little extra pressure here, trying to get to Coima, get him out of the pocket, but yet not giving him room to run. And just a nice job on the pass rush there. Second down and 10 on the way, 29-yard line. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. Dort trailing 14-6. to Coming up at halftime, where are they now? And we'll be talking with uh, former Dort track and cross-country standout. Second down and 10. Northwestern empties the backfield, threatening, though, in Dort territory. The center never snapped the football. Ten other offensive players moved, and it'll be a five-yard penalty against Northwestern. It'll be second and 15. Now, how does he get penalized for that, though? (laughs) He didn't do anything wrong. Second down and 15. 54 seconds left to play. Beg your pardon, 57 seconds left to play in the first half. Still plenty of time for Northwestern, and they can uh, they control things here. Northwestern leading 14-6. Dort deferred their decision, receiving or kicking, till the second half. So in all likelihood, they'll have the first possession of the second half. And that is why this possession is so critical. Dort able to get out of it with no more points being scored. Tyson Coima back to pass. He's going to look right. Has three receivers that way. Now looks left, looking for Caligonis. Throws it towards the sideline, and the pass is complete. That's Mosier making the catch on the far side. And he gets out of bounds to, to stop the clock. And that is short of the first down by less than a yard. It will be... Third and one, so they got 14 yards back. Northwestern has almost abandoned the running game except for Coima improvising the way it looks. Look for them to go back to Caligonis at some point, though. 
Cade Mosher to the near side. Shane Solberg to the far side. Koima keeps it himself. He's going to bounce to the edge. He's going to get the first down and forced out of bounds, escorted out of bounds by Jalen Placide at the 17-yard line. Stops the clock, 42 seconds remaining. Yeah, and Koima just taking advantage of the speed, his speed and the difference there and just get getting outside and picking up the first down and for Northwestern also stopping the clock, preserving some timeouts. First down and 10 for Northwestern at the 17. Logan Fanning, nose tackle for the defenders. Jessup Leakey also lining up at uh, defensive tackle. Tyson Coima back to pass, looking for Caligonis, passes it to Caligonis. Caligonis breaks one tackle and is ruled down at the 15-yard line. His knee must must have touched the ground because he didn't go all the way to the ground. I was surprised that they blew the whistle there. Northwestern calls a timeout. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. We'll be back with more right after this. You're listening to Dort University Football. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center 88.5. It's second down and eight. The Red Raiders with it. They've used their first timeout. 34 seconds on the clock. Northwestern with a 14-6 lead. Trying to make it a two-score advantage. Pretty evenly played up to this point. Dort's going to look back at some critical situations when this is all done, win or lose, and think that they've got some things to work on. Tyson Coima contained. He's going to throw over the top and incomplete. And Solberg unable to come down with it as he got in behind the linebacker, Elliot Van Kickericks. Van Kickericks ended up on the coverage that time. Dort's defense very disciplined yeah. in terms of not overplaying, but you end up with some mismatches in those situations. Well, you just can't give Solberg that much time to get open because he, he did break away. The, he kind of got turned around trying to locate the ball while it was in the air, and that fortunate for Dort. Uh, he just couldn't get his hands to it because the majority of the time he gets his hands on the ball, he's going to catch it. Third down and eighth, they send Solberg in motion. They fake the handoff to Solberg. Back to pass, they pass it underneath, and the pass is complete and just enough for a first down for Northwestern on the completion to Josh Fakama. Fakama just scraping over the middle, and they're going to signal first down for Northwestern. It'll be first and goal to go for Northwestern inside the 10. And right now for Dort, best situation you hope for, maybe they attempt a field goal. The biggest thing here is don't give up six or potentially seven. Yeah. Timeout on the field, charge to Northwestern. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. Today's broadcast made possible in part by grants from Borensons of Boyden. Handling gravel and excavation needs on the web at borensons.com. The dust settles. You'll appreciate their quality service. And by Joe's TV and Appliance in Orange City. Offering new and used appliances, grills, TVs, and now Serta mattresses. All backed with service you know. Guaranteed by Joe. Earlier today, cross-country run in the wind and cold. Dort's women came away with the win in that one. Dort's men ran without who I would term their second runner. Got nipped by Doan in the men's race. The uh, Dort and Briarcliff women's soccer teams tied at 1-1. to That was late in the first half, the last time I checked on that score. First and goal to go for Northwestern at the 8. 20 seconds remaining. Northwestern has one timeout left. 
Tyson Coima, back to pass, throws towards the end zone, and touchdown, they found Fakama again. Fakama has not had a ton of production this season, but he comes away with two big catches that time, and uh, that's that cat and mouse game, Kyle, where you shut down my playmakers, I'm going to find somebody else to try and make a play. Yeah, and he's a big target. Uh, you know, it's not surprising that Coim is going to find him, and, and, you know, he put it up high. He's the only guy that could have come down with the ball, and, and he made a nice play on it. 6'5", 230, he's listed in Northwestern now with an opportunity to take a 21-6 lead on the point after try by Braxton Williams. Snap is down, kick is up, and the kick is good. And Northwestern takes a 21-6 lead with 16 seconds left to go in the first half. We'll be back with a kickoff right after this. This is Dort Football on KDCR. You're listening to KDCR Sioux Center, 88.5. We're also live on the World Wide Web, kdcr885.com. Northwestern, a 21-6 lead, and Dort now down two possessions, or two scores. And with 16 seconds left, in all likelihood, you're just going to try to get out of this without any more damage being done, get to halftime, and uh, start things over at the half. That kick goes through the end zone. It'll be a touchback, first and 10 for the defenders. So unless you can get one of your playmakers to maybe find a seam and go the distance, but against a pretty speedy Northwestern defense, that is very challenging to say the least. Noah Clayberg looking to the sideline. Ten seconds left on the play clock. Yeah, probably going to be pretty conservative here Conservative here with play calling. And, and if you happen to break one, um, see what happens. Well, they give it to Schoenhoven. Schoenhoven, an 11-yard carry on the play. And Levi, I believe that's his first carry of the day on the fullback dive. And it'll be first and 10 for the defenders at their own 35-yard line. And Dort will use their final timeout with nine seconds left. So you're, uh, what, 65, 64 yards away now. And uh, you talk things over. At worst, you want to pass to fall incomplete or something like that right yeah you you don't want to give the defense a scoring opportunity so you want to make sure you take care of the ball um you know you have some explosive players on the field so you probably get it in their hands see see if they can break one see if they can make something happen uh yeah crazier things have happened uh is this a high percentage situation for dort obviously not but uh but yeah you're you're in a situation where you yeah, you're going to start the second half of the ball. If you can get anything here, that would be huge. Be a bonus. Dort trailing 21-6. to And uh, I think when I go back and look through the play-by-play of the first half, we're going to find two or three situations where Dort could have been off the field, and this could be a 7-6 to ball game yet at this point. Yeah, uh, not only get off the field defensively. Um, but have the football. But have the football. A couple of third and short, fourth and short situations where they just could not pick up that that added yard, that needed yard to get a first down. First down and ten for the defenders. Rolling right or left is Clayberg. Clayberg throws to the sideline. Hubel Horse tumbles out of bounds. Six seconds left. A gain of 12 on the play. So Northwestern playing soft defensively, keeping everything underneath. And now Dort near midfield. Here's a situation where maybe you can take a shot and see if uh, something good happens. 
Line three receivers to the right. Hubelhorst to the left. Hubelhorst was a state qualifying high jumper in California coming out of high school. Clayberg will roll right. Plants now brings it back to the left. And he's beyond the line of scrimmage. This is going to be an illegal forward pass. Falls incomplete. Northwestern will decline the penalty, I would imagine. And we'll go to halftime. But the flags come out, and that was indeed Noah started scrambling to the left, and he ended up near the 50-yard line. Line of scrimmage was the 47. And uh, Northwestern, I think we're getting the answer. The white jerseys are coming across the way, and they're going to go to the halftime with Dort trailing Northwestern 21-6. We're at halftime. Great Plains Athletic Conference football. Stay tuned. Coming up next, the... uh, where are they now? We're going to be talking with Sarah Ploim Birnbaum, former cross country and a track standout for the Defender women. We'll do that right after this. This is Dort Football on KDCR. Welcome in to another edition of Where Are They Now? right here on KDCR 88.5 FM and KDCR885.com. Where Are They Now? is made possible by Farmers Mutual Insurance Association of Hull Acornell Mutual Member, providing property protection to Northwest Iowa farmers and homeowners since 1886 Trust in Tomorrow. Joining us on Where Are They Now? this week is a 1999 graduate from Dort, She was a runner as a defender and is now living with her family out near Rapid City. And so joining us on this edition of Where Are They Now is Sarah Ploim Birnbaum. Let's take it back to kind of before you stepped on campus as a student at Dort. For those who maybe don't know your background or your story, where did you grow up and how were you first introduced to Dort? I grew up in Orange City, Iowa, which is just about 12 miles from Sioux Center where Dort is, so... I went to Unity Christian High School. My dad had gone to Dort, and my older sister went to Dort, too, and along with other uncles and such. So Dort was definitely just a known college around me. And when I competed in sports at Unity, I received supportive letters from Dort College, so they were always on my mind. In terms of your college selection, you had those family ties to Dort. You lived in Northwest Iowa. You were close to it. With athletics, you were getting recruited. Did you spend much time looking intently at other institutions, or was Dort kind of always in the lead, so to speak? My time at Unity, I received quite a bit of mailings from other schools. And those freshman-sophomore years, college seemed so far away, I didn't give them much thought. And then my junior and senior year, with running, I had some significant injuries I was dealing with. And as far as going to college based on a college that wanted me solely for my running, It no longer really seemed fair or realistic to pursue those options for the reason of running. So by the time I was a senior, my dad had a lot of respect for Dort, and a lot of my other teammates from Unity's track and cross-country teams were attending Dort, and I knew the coaches there knew my situation. So I really felt that if I chose to go to Dort and chose to run there, I would be in a situation where I would be respected as an athlete and a student with the understanding that there's no promises with my running. So that really made me feel really comfortable with choosing Dort when I was a senior. 
Before we get into some of how your career in athletics at Dort turned out, on the academic side, you ended up studying psychology at Dort. What led to you choosing that field of study and why? Well, when I was in high school, we had to write a paper, like a career paper or something about a future career. So I remember going to the library, and this is still when you checked out books to look things up. And uh, I found a book, and it just gave a bunch of jobs and you know, pros and cons of all these jobs and all this. And I came upon occupational therapy and I wrote my paper on that. And that career choice really always stuck with me, how it looks at the whole person, but can use play and recreation. And, you know, it's just such a wide open, exciting field. So when I went to DOOR, pre-occupational therapy was the program I was in. And Then just to choose a major, you can choose various majors to go with that. But part of my coursework was psychology classes, and I just really enjoyed them. Like, I was excited to study it. I enjoyed the coursework, and I was very happy to just choose psychology as a a major to go with my preoccupational therapy program. All right, so that's the student side. As an athlete at Dort, you know, a lot of people probably tie you to running and to track and field. When did running, and maybe passion isn't the right word, but when did running become a passion of yours and something you wanted to pursue? Well, um, I think passion is a fair word. And if I think back to before college, Orange City had the Tulip Time Road Race in May. And just being able to participate in that and do well, it made me excited for running. Hershey Track Meet, Orange City hosted the Hershey Track Meet in the summers. And I was able to compete in that and then go to the state level in Ames, Iowa. And then my last year in that Hershey program, I think I was 12 or 13, I got invited to represent Iowa at the national level in Hershey, Pennsylvania. That was a highlight. Those were all very exciting things for me that gave me a a passion for running. And in high school, I was fortunate enough to run under Mark Kauk, who was a top-notch cross-country and track coach, I would say, and I joined teams that were well-established and had a lot of team success, too. So those all really became part of my identity and wanting to do well and excel and keep going and running. At Dort Running, you had a lot of success. You graduated back from Dort in 1999, and when you think back to some of those years, whether it's as a student or as an athlete running and in track and field, what sticks out to you the most? Dort just being a very positive place for me. It was a place of just a lot of fun and community and belonging for me. I remember as a freshman, you know, going to Dort wasn't a huge step out of my comfort zone coming from Orange City, but, you know, I went potluck. I don't know if they use that term anymore, but there's always a bit of risk. Who's your roommate going to be? I had a great roommate. She became a good friend and our team's I had people who I knew, but also new faces, and that just brought a lot of community. I think of Dort, if you think that image of a tree planted by streams of water where you just picture those strong roots having a chance to grow and get stronger, that part of my life coming straight out of high school, Dort was a very important, good place for me to just become stronger as a whole person. I would like to add... If I went back, I a lot of times couldn't participate in track or cross-country with the team because of my injuries, so I would spend mornings in the pool or on the bike, 
And it was a really emotionally a hard time for me to want to compete. But a lot of times during those years at Dort, I really wasn't at the strongest competing level because I just wasn't able to train that well. I think how I've grown since I've left is realizing that it takes great courage to stick through with a commitment and a sport, but sometimes it takes great courage also to say, you know, this isn't my portion right now. It's not really working out or not bringing me joy or just really challenging, and sometimes it's okay to quit. It takes great courage to stick with things, and sometimes it takes great courage to let things go. You know, over those 20 years, maturing and growing, you've done a good amount of moving around, of seeing new places, new towns, new cities, new countries even. And you live out in western South Dakota now with your family. What brought you kind of to the Rapid City area, and how long have you and your family called Rapid City home? Well, we've been here about three years now, and we love the area. (laughs) It's absolutely beautiful. Within an hour, there's so many recreational things to explore and do and And that's a big deal to our family. We have two kids in high school right now and an eight-year-old, so pretty perfect for us. We have the privilege of living in northern Alberta for seven winters, I like to call it, because they're long, cold winters. And we get to live in a small rural community, and we're really blessed there. Kids learn hockey straight away, because that's what everyone did, and cross-country skiing. And my husband was a pastor there. And it just became evident that it was a good time to consider moving back to the States, and that's when my husband received a call to uh, Hope Christian Reformed Church here in Rapid City. And so we made that move in 2016. And I have to say, my husband is a big cross-country track guy, too. (laughs) And in, in this northern Alberta town, he started, they didn't really have much going on for track and for sure not cross country. So he started a running club out there and our kids were third and fifth grade and got to participate and found some really neat cross country meets and in true trail and wilderness settings. That was a lot of fun. And he's coaching here at Rapid City Christian too. He gets to be an assistant coach in cross country and track. My kids are running now too. So it does trigger some memories when you're going back after a lot of years to the sport you did for a while. Well, Sarah, that's awesome to hear. I really do appreciate your time, and thanks for chatting with me today. You bet. Once again, thank you to Sarah Ployme of Burnbaum for joining us here on Where Are They Now? Made possible by Farmers Mutual Insurance Association of Hull, a Grinnell Mutual member, providing property protection to Northwest Iowa farmers and homeowners since 1886, trust in tomorrow. I'm your host, Christian Zylstra. That's going to do it for this edition of Where Are They Now? on KDCR and KDCR885.com. KDCR, your home for Defender Athletics. First half numbers look like this. Northwestern leading 21-6. Individual statistics, Tyson Coima, 12 carries for Northwestern for 92 yards with two scores along of 48. He is 9 of 17 passing for 110 yards. Shane Solberg, 3 catches, 68 yards. Jacob Caligonis, 3 catches, 13 yards. For, Northwest, for Dort, that is, Noah Clayberg, 13 carries, 64 yards. Carter Skibout, 13 carries, 60 yards. Noah Clayberg, 2 of 7 passing for 27 yards. Ben Hebelhorst, both catches for 27 yards for the Dort defenders. Overall, Northwestern 14 first downs, Dort with 11. 
Northwestern with 110 passing yards. Dort with 27 rushing yards. Northwestern has 102 yards on 16 carries. Dort 142 on 29. Northwestern 1831 in terms of possession. Dort 1311. Going to have to do some fixing on that. That does not come out to the 30 minutes needed. Other scores from around the G-Pack as we take a look at the uh, fairway scoreboard. Doan leads Jamestown 14-7. Morningside shutting out Briarcliff 28-0. Concordia 7-0 winner over Dakota Wesleyan. And Midland leading Hastings 21-7. And Kyle, the teams have made their way out of the locker room for the second half. Dort trailing 21-6 and... Uh, 15 points, you've uh, you've spotted one of the top 10 teams in the country, 15-point uh, advantage, and now Dort has to uh, find a way to get back in it, trailing by two scores. Yeah, not, a, not an easy, easy task there. Um, you know, they put themselves in this spot, unfortunately, uh, with penalties and uh, just a few mis- mistakes that really cost this, this, this Dort team in the first half, but... You know, what what makes it doubly difficult is you're kind of a running team. It's normally a little bit tougher to to score quickly. We know that Dort has that capability. But uh, what you'll see from Northwestern, I'm sure, is, you know, a lot of people in the box trying to, you know, at least force Dort to have to be methodical and taking time off the clock, Yeah, even if they want to score. The Northwestern Red Raiders leading 21-6. to six. The Dort defenders will be receiving the kickoff when we resume play. Let's take one more break, and we'll be back with the second half of play right after this. This is Dort Football on KDCR. Over at the Dort soccer field, the defender women trailing Briarcliff 2-1. That was in the second half, so the defender women, if they want to keep their Non-losing streak alive. They haven't lost since uh, September 2, I believe. And that was uh, they also have a tie in there. So that's why I say non-losing streak. But uh, they have some work to do. Trailing 2-1 to one and now 3-1. to one. And there's about 13 minutes left to go in that contest. So uh, the defender women with some work to do. Trailing Briarcliff, one of the top teams in the conference. Stored a very challenging schedule from here on out. Williams will be kicking off, and we are just about set for the second half of play. Conditions, snowflakes have pretty well stopped falling. We still have the wind and the cold, though. Taken by Skibout at the 5, to the 10, to the 15, to the 20. And he is downed at the 25-yard line, and that is where North Dort will start. First down and 10. So first and 10, the defenders... Imperative, I believe, that uh, you put something together here on offense, and if nothing else, you win the battle of field position. And uh, best-case scenario, you score, and you get this back to a one-score difference as soon as possible. Yeah, you're facing one of the best teams in the country, so you're going to have to score uh, pretty much every time you have the ball or at least get some good positive yards. Junkling gets the pitch, and Junkling on the option play. Gains maybe a yard or two on the play. It's going to be second down and eight. Second and eight. Football now at the 27-yard line. Noah Clayberg 
in the pistol. Has Schoenhoven behind him. Jake dodges to the near side. Junkling in the slot to the far side. Ben Hubelhorst also lining up wide left. Clayberg. Seven seconds on the play clock. Stops, plants, throws for Junkling. And Junkling. And the defensive back, Dylan Snyders, collide at about the 45-yard line of Northwestern. And that will bring up third down as the pass falls incomplete. Both players had their heads turned looking for the ball. Neither of them really knew where the other was and end up colliding. Neither able to make the play. Yeah, and Snyder was in really good position there. You know, he didn't give up the deep ball. Um, Again, throwing to, you know, towards the south east, not necessarily that corner of the field, but that direction. Uh, Ball seems to sail a little bit going that direction. They're going to go that way again. Clayberg throws intended for John Kling. Would have been close to a first down. It's incomplete, and it'll be fourth down, and Dort is forced to punt after a, a three and out, and Northwestern will send Solberg back deep to return. And for the defenders, not the start to the second half that you wanted. Maybe catch a break here now on the punt, but uh, Jake Dodge will be punting. Line of scrimmage is the uh, Dort 27. Solberg is at his own 40. So Jake Dodge averaging 36 yards per punt. He'll punt with a slight breeze from the north, mostly out of the west, behind him. Takes a Dort bounce to the 30. And it'll roll dead at the 27-yard line. So the defenders, a 46-yard punt from Jake Dodge, 10 better than his average. That's what will happen when you're kicking with a 15 to 25-mile-per-hour wind. Cross breeze and a little bit to your back, and it'll be Northwestern first down and 10 in their own territory. Yeah, big series here for the Dort defense. We have to uh, – they're going to have to do a good job of – uh, making plays and getting off the field quickly. Curious if t- if Northwestern will try to establish the run again here, leading by a couple of scores, 21-6. to Dort's done a pretty good job of containing Caligonis. They hand it off to Caligonis. Caligonis, not much there. He's going to gain three on the play. It'll be second down and seven. Second and seven. So second and seven. Bosma on the tackle. So Connor Bosma, he's got an, uh, he had a tackle to his credit. Nathan Cabongo with an interception in the first half. Second down and seven for Northwestern at their own 35-yard line. Coima directing traffic. Going to keep a closer eye on Fakama now, number 80. He lines up on the near side. Three receivers set to the left. They hand it off to Caligonis to the edge. He's to the 40, to the 45, and picks up more than enough for a first down. He's near the midfield stripe. Picked up about another five yards after the initial contact, and the pile moves forward into Dort territory down to the 49-yard line. Looks like they're going to stop his forward progress, though, at the Northwestern 49-yard line. So Northwestern has gone back to try and establish the run here with a two-score lead. And they've been effective doing so. Yeah, and they're, they're, they huddle up. They take their time. Uh, they're going to shorten this second half and, and keep the ball out of the hands of the Dort offense. And, uh, yeah, if they can maintain drives and put scores on the board, boy, that's going to make it a, a tough chore for 
the Dort team to come back. Three down linemen, they take a shot to Solberg, and it's broken up by Placide, incomplete. Jalen Placide knocks it away, nicely played as Solberg. Looked like he might have had a step over the middle, but uh, Placide able to close and knock the pass away. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I think Coyne is going to want that one back. He's going to watch film, and he, he's going to see that he had everything to Solberg's left where he could have just kind of laid it out there and let Solberg run and get it. Uh, probably tried to put it a little bit too much on the money uh, and a, a great defensive play to knock it away. Football at the 49-yard line, Northwestern first down and 10 at their own 49. Back to pass is Coima. Coima. Pass midfield to the 45 and brought down and uh, forced out of bounds right at the 45-yard line. And they're going to give him forward progress to about the 43. So that'll set up a third down and short. And actually, Northwestern, I think this is probably just what they want. Start trying to grind things out with a windy day, leading by a couple of scores. They're facing third down and two now indoor territory. Right, and a design run for for Coima there, just quarterback draw, bouncing that thing outside and and trying to get as much positive yards as he could and puts Northwestern now in a third and two situation. Uh, where they can run the ball, play action pass, do a variety of things. Coima fakes the handoff. He's going to run right into Colin Ostenek, and Colin Ostenek takes his old high school teammate down to the ground. That's a loss on the play. Back to the Dort, uh, pardon me, to the Northwestern 47-yard line. That is a loss of nearly nine yards on the play. And Northwestern now, rather than looking at possible four-down territory, Facing fourth down and 12, they're going to play the field position game and bring the punter onto the field. Marcus Renz will be punting with the line of scrimmage at the Northwestern 48. Yeah, nice defensive play, uh, playing the upfield shoulder of Coima and, and making the sack. Renz scoops it out of the grass. Kick taken by Cabongo at the 20 to the 25. Still on his feet at the 30. Spins and brought down at the 33-yard line. And that is where Dort will take over. First down and 10 at their own 33. So right now it's just a matter of as long as Dort doesn't score, they can't allow Northwestern to score. Otherwise it gets really challenging. So both teams come away empty on their first possessions and really not much gained by either in the field position game. Exactly. And for Northwestern, they're they're saying, hey, we got – for a little over four minutes off the clock, uh, shorten this second half and, and uh, you know, grind it out. Skeeb out, a two-yard pickup on the play. It's going to be second down and eight. So Carter Skeeb out with the uh, carry. Northwestern, they do a pretty good job with those linebackers that are coming up and uh, the, the defensive linemen occupy offensive linemen and the linebackers, it seems, come in and just clean up at the end. Yeah, they don't. They really don't expect their defensive linemen to make a lot of tackles. Uh, they're just uh, using people up, keeping their gap control, and and letting the linebackers make plays. Pitch over to Sconehoven. Sconehoven at midfield. Sconehoven runs over the top of a would-be tackler, knocks him to the ground. That is no event Hoff, and Sconehoven lowers his shoulder. Now we have a flag, I believe, on the far side, and this one's going to be, I would guess, against Northwestern. Uh, a sideline warning would be my guess. We'll wait and see. Yard markers haven't moved. After the play, unsportsmanlike conduct. 
against Northwestern Bench. Well, no, uh, no warning there. Unsportsmanlike conduct on the Northwestern sideline. And Dort gets 15 yards at the end of the play. It's first and 10 now at the Northwestern 33-yard line. Yeah, and I didn't see what happened, but I, I know that's been an emphasis the last few years. Uh, it, it, it has become a, a safety issue for officials, and so uh, they, don't, they don't necessarily warn as quick. They throw the flag and, and give the penalties. Clayberg floats it up for Skibout. Skibout pass falls incomplete. Sean Powell there, also Brett Mosier there for Northwestern. Pass falls incomplete, intended for Skibout on the near sideline. It'll be second down and 10. Second down and 10. Clayberg. Looking to the sideline. Now Noah Clayberg has Jake Dodge to the near side. Levi jungling to the far side. Levi has not been much of a factor so far today. Carter Skibout, lead blocker for Clayberg. Clayberg picks up five on the play. It's going to be third down for the defenders. Third, and it looks like about three for the defenders near the Northwestern 25-yard line as Clayberg takes it off left tackle for the five-yard pickup. Yeah, and you're definitely in four-down territory, so they got basically two downs to pick up this three yards, and so what do you expect? Probably get the ball in the hands of Clayberg. Or They're going to give it to Skibout, and Skibout, there's nothing there. First guy there was Brett Mosier for Northwestern, and that's going to bring up fourth down now and two. Fourth and two, it's just been really challenging to get people in space, and part of that is when the defense has good speed, the space fills up pretty rapidly. Yeah, and, you know, honestly, I've been surprised we haven't seen Skonhoven with the ball more often in these short-yarded situations. Uh, he's kind of the bruiser. He typically falls forward uh, rather than getting pushed back. And maybe you see him here or he leading for Clayberg uh, to try to pick up this first down. Fourth down and two for the defenders. Under 10 on the play clock. Man in motion is Jungling. They hand it off to Jungling. No, that's Clayberg. And Clayberg, they didn't buy it. Now did the second effort get it there? We'll see what the line judge on the near side does. Now, if his knee was down, it'll be where the ball was when his knee went down. His forward progress, he lunged forward. Now we're waiting for the spot of the football. Where the football is right now, that is not a first down. Looks like Dort short, and uh, Northwestern will be on the field. So Northwestern gets a stop on defense. Noah Clayberg stopped about a half yard short of the first down. And Northwestern will take over first down and 10 at their own 24-yard line. So the defenders unable to capitalize. And it'll be first and 10 for the Red Raiders at their own 24. And they're watching the clock just like we are. Well, 8.29 left in the, in the third quarter. Nothing has changed. Yeah, and, and probably the, what, the third series that, that has been stopped when Dort has not been able to convert while in a third and short and, and twice being in a fourth and fourth and short situation um, and not being able to keep drives alive. Northwestern with a the football. They hand it off to Caligonis. Caligonis is going to be forced out of bounds near the Dort bench. Short gain on the play for Caligonis. 
pickup of three. It'll be second down and seven. That's a running back who has gained nearly or over. I, I think he's over 5,000 yards for his career at this point. He was in the 4,900s as I was doing prep work for this game. So uh, he's been held relatively in check so far today. Yeah, and he's the type of guy that, that can can make a big play. So it's, it's going to be important to contain him the rest of this game. Pass is completed to Cade Mosier. So Mosier... On the completion, it is first and 10 for Northwestern at their own 40. Set at halftime, maybe you need a, need a defensive turnover. Something good to happen for the Dort defense. Uh, Northwestern's just going to bleed this clock right now. You've seen them. They huddle up. They're taking their time. Every play, they're going to let it wind down to under five seconds. Yeah, and here we are halfway through the third quarter already, and um, Northwestern's just keeping the ball. Pass is complete to Cade Mosier, and they'll stop the clock as he's forced out of bounds. Gain of five on the play. Actually, no stop. They don't stop the clock. It's second down and five. Yeah, they're they're, you know, they should have a an initial stoppage of clock and then wind it back in. They're getting it wound in. I don't know if the officials are cold trying to shorten <laughs> this thing as well. Well, if I were them, I'd be cold too. Second down and five. Coima has Caligonis to his left. Hands it, no, he keeps it himself, and Tyson is brought down. David Kak, Marinsky, and Brayton Van Kickericks on the tackle. Loss of three on the play. It's going to be third down and eight. Yeah, and Van Kickericks gets there late, but the play really made by Kak Marinsky doing a nice job of uh, playing his option responsibilities. Um, Tyson probably misread that one and probably should have given it. Um, but, you know, that happens sometimes, and both teams will get, get ready for third down. I believe Tyson is, uh, Tyson Coima, that is, is improvising because he has gone at David Kakmarinski more than any player has so far this season. <laughs> right. And uh, that, those, are not, those are not designs, I don't believe. Kakmarinski chasing Coima, pushed from behind. Coima scrambling to the right. He's going to throw it to the sideline, and the pass is on the sideline and complete. Are they giving him play. a catch? I don't. Yeah, they gave him. They're, they're going to give him the catch. 46 yard line. They're going to talk it over, but I thought it was pretty definitive. They both came in and they had the spot. Yeah, I, th- I think, you know, they're looking at initially was he inbounds but did he maintain possession of the ball that's the questionable part again watch games tonight um and this is one of those that's going to be reviewed but i think they're going to give northwestern the the catch the reception and uh they're con- going to convert on a first have a first down here tyson coima scrambles keeps the play alive was that completed to solberg was that solberg over i, I the- don't think it was i but uh, it was a great catch, whoever it was. First and 10 for Northwestern. And they have it at the Dort 46-yard line. 5.50 and counting. Third quarter. Dort trailing 21-6. to six. Tyson Coima fakes the pass to the left. He's going to come back to the right. We've seen that several times already. And he is able to pick up six or seven yards on the play before Cabongo forces him out of bounds. It'll be second down and relatively short. Yeah, and probably the one run play that, that Northwestern has has had success with. Just uh, a misdirection, quarterback counter. In one way or another, they get 
flow going typically to Northwestern's left with Caligonis, some kind of an action to the left, and, and Coyne was keeping the ball going right and picking up positive yards. Second down and five. Tyson Coima gets the snap. Handoff, Caligonis, and Caligonis has the first down as he's brought down at the 35-yard line. And they'll stop the clock momentarily as they move the chains. Now they're back and cranking it back into play. Quick stop, and they get that thing rolling again. First down and 10 for Northwestern at the Dort 35. Defense has been out there a lot for Dort here in the third period. Northwestern swinging the field position battle back into their favor. Tyson Coima directing traffic. He's going to bring Solberg back to the nears at uh, the far side now. He's on the right side of the field. Back. This is Coima. Coima hands it off to Caligonis. Over the top of a would-be tackler. He hits the ground. Elliot Benkickerick shaken up on the play. And Elliot is not getting up. Down on his hands and knees, favoring that right leg. He's got, uh, looks like a compression of some sort on the right leg already and uh, might have gotten dinged up again. Yeah. Get into middle of October, end of October, lots of bumps and bruises that get aggravated pretty easily. Yeah, for sure. And probably got rolled up on a little bit. Um, In terms of the play, probably one of Caligonis' better runs. Just... Nice patience. He waited for things to happen. It didn't break a big one, but for Northwestern, they're thinking, you know, chip away five yards at a time. Um, that's what they want to do right now. Second down and five for Northwestern. Tyson Coima. Movement along the line. Nobody jumps offside, though, and we're back on side. Northwestern. Coima. Back to pass. He's going to tuck it and run. Copeman's had a chance at him. Now he dodges another tackler. He's to the 10, and once he decides he's not going to get any more, he ducks out of bounds. Now I did see something at the end of that play. Took a little hop and uh, reached for that right hamstring. Yeah, and I don't know if he he pulled it a little bit trying to get out of a tackle. Um, But, yeah, we, you know, we talk about his ability to run, but he showed it right there, just uh, being able to make some people miss. Really a play that should have been stopped at the line of scrimmage, but now it's a first and goal. 3.22 remaining. Tyson Coima in the shotgun for Northwestern. They lead 21-6. They give it to Caligonis. Caligonis racing to the corner, and he has stopped short of the, first, uh, stopped short of the end zone by... Nathan Cabongo, Cabongo, the junior cornerback, making the touchdown-saving tackle. Northwestern will have another crack at it. Second down and goal to go. Marked down just outside the one-yard line. So Northwestern facing second down and goal to go at the one. Northwestern up to the line of scrimmage, overloaded to the left side. Watch for something coming back to the right. And they give it to Caligonis. Caligonis diving for the end zone. Did he break the plane? He held the football Ooh. out as he <laughs> dove. He's going to be stopped shy of, the first, uh, shy of the end zone. Dangerous play. You know, that's when they get knocked out. But, you know, the ball gets knocked out, not the player. But, uh, 
Yeah, I think he probably broke the plane by sticking the ball out, but, uh, yeah, they call him short. Coima's off the field as well. Tyson Coima checks out of the football game. What are they going to do? Are they going to go to uh, Caligonis, direct snap? Yeah, looks like a little wildcat formation. Got an extra offensive lineman in the backfield. Caligonis gets it and follows one of those extra offensive linemen into the end zone. He's escorted in easily behind Kyle Schierenbeck, 5'11", 250. He lined up in the backfield, and uh, that's a pretty good run. That's a pretty good player to pick out and run behind in well, that situation. Yeah, and two two big players in the backfield, not just the extra offensive lineman, but Mosier, uh, kind of the H-back, plays a lot back there, and those two guys lead blocking for Caligonis is tough to stop. Braxton Williams on to attempt the point after. Snap is down. Kick is up. Kick is good. Braxton Williams, a perfect four for four on point after tries this afternoon. And the Northwestern Red Raiders have a 28-6 lead. 28-6 hour score. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. Back with more in a moment. Northwestern extends their lead to 28-6, 141 remaining here in the third quarter. So Northwestern was ahead 21-6 at the intermission, and they punch one in here in the third quarter and now lead 28-6. 28-6 hour score. Braxton Williams on to kick off. Yeah, you know, in this this Northwestern defense, just a, a defense that doesn't give up a lot of points. Um, you know, and they've given up some yards throughout the season, but the thing they really do well is keep people out of the end zone. So it's going to be a tough task for Dort, but uh, they're going to need to find some explosive plays. Now three down three scores. Carter Skeeb out on the return, brings it out to the 26-yard line, and that is where Dort will take over. First down and 10, trailing 28-6 with 1.36 remaining here in the third quarter. So Dort, Levi Jungling off of the, comes off the sideline. Noel Clayberg, your quarterback. Levi Sconehoven behind him. Warner will line up as a tight end. They hand it to Jungling. Jungling on a sweep, doesn't have the numbers. Struggles forward, though to the 32-yard line before he is tackled. Brought down by Northwestern's Jesse Ranking. Jesson Ranking with the tackle. It's second down and five. Yeah, just a good job by Jungling to find something there because Northwestern defended it pretty well, strung it out. Um, but Jungling was able to just uh, sneak, sneak a few yards in there. Second down and five. Clayberg fakes to Jungling. Clayberg to the edge, and he is brought down at the line of scrimmage. May have lost a yard on the play. It'll be third down and six. Third and six for the defenders under a minute left to play in the third period. Yeah, and that last play was, you know, that's Mahachik showing that, uh, you know, he's probably going to be an All-American because he uh, played that as, as good as you can. They faked, they went to, uh, they tried to get the misdirection going, and Mahachek flowed with it and was able to catch Clayberg in the backfield. Loss of one on the play, third down and six. Third and six, Clayberg stops, throws, pass, incomplete, Hubelhorst, the intended receiver, and that'll bring up fourth down. 
Fourth down and six for the defenders. Under a minute left to play. Actually, 21 seconds left to play now in the third period. Northwestern has a 22-point lead. Solberg is back to return the punt of Jake Dodge. Dodge averaging 36 yards per punt. Line of scrimmage is the 30. 35 yards would be right around where Solberg is at. A high hanging kick takes a bounce at the Northwestern 40. Now inside the 30 and rolls out of bounds on the far sideline at the 25-yard line. So a 45-yard punt by Dodge. It'll be first down and 10 for Northwestern at their own 25-yard line. We'll be checking in on the scoreboard in between quarters. Northwestern leading 28-6. And Northwestern brings their offensive unit onto the field. Coyman at quarterback. So he checked out on that goal line play. Just for that goal line play. Sends a man in motion. That's Caligonis. Caligonis trying to get to the edge. Caligonis cut off by Placide. Lunges forward, picks up four yards on the play. It will be second down and six when we resume play. That's the end of the third quarter. Our score, Northwestern 28, Dort 6. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. Back with more in a moment. Here's your scoreboard check. Brought to you by Fairway Meat and Grocery and Sioux Center, serving the community since 1991. Jamestown now leading Doan in Crete, 21-14. Morningside over Briarcliff, 35-0. Concordia, 17-0. Winner over Dakota Wesleyan. And Midland over Hastings, 34-13. Hand off to Caligonis and Josh Morozik there to make the tackle. Loss of a yard on the play. And a loss of two on the play. It's going to bring up third down and seven. 14-45 remaining. And uh, Northwestern at this point up three scores. The clock much more, the time much more of an issue than the score at this point. I would imagine they're going to keep things on the ground and keep the clock moving. For sure, yeah. The, the clock is, is Northwestern's best friend right now. They're just going to burn as much time as possible. The way the defense is playing, uh, I'm sure Coach McCarty feels pretty comfortable at this time. You know, he, Dort just needs to find some spark, something big to happen. Tyson Coimas back to pass, actually, looking for Caligonis out of the backfield. Now he throws underneath for Fockeman. Fockeman, now he drops a pass after making two big catches in the first half. Uh, pass falls incomplete. They make a liar out of us. They do go to the air, and the clock stops with 14-11 remaining in regulation. Northwestern will be forced to punt. And Tyson upset about something. I'm not sure yeah. if he felt that he got hit late, but... Uh, yeah, it looked like uh, some fans in the end zone might have gotten his attention. And, uh, you know, I, the coaching staff for Northwestern getting to him quickly and cooling him off. Spiraling kick taken by Cabongo at the 35-yard line out of the 40 to the 45 to the 50. Gets a block, 40, 35, and out of bounds on the Northwestern sideline. It'll be first down and 10 for the defenders at the 37-yard line. 
Yeah, and could that be the spark? Could that be the, the one thing that could help Dort get a little bit of something rolling here? First down and 10 for, Northwest, for Dort at the Northwestern 37, trailing 28-6. to six. Noah Clayberg in the pistol. Stops, throws over the top, intended for jungling incomplete. That will bring up second down and 10. Jungling at the goal line, and there was safety help over the top, and uh, there was not much room to try and put that ball for Levi Jungling. No, and I think Clayberg just trying to to give Levi any chance at all. You know, get it up in the air to him. Uh, it was just in a spot where really nobody had a play on the ball. Northwestern has done a very good job of limiting jungling impact today. They pitch it over to Schoenhoven. Schoenhoven up the sideline to the 30-yard line, picks up six or seven on the play. It's going to be third down. Dort obviously in four-down territory here. Third down and three. So third down and three for the defenders at the Northwestern 30, trailing 28-6. to 13-25 and counting in the ballgame. Clayberg pitches right over to Schoenhoven. Schoenhoven at the edge. Picks up another first down inside the 25 down to the 23-yard line. 13-14 remaining in regulation. Precious seconds ticking off of the clock. Everything matters at this point. Yeah, and, you know, with, with the changes over the, the last several years with the clock continuing to move even on out-of-bounds, it uh, makes this game really short and, and puts Dort in a tough situation. Clayberg turns, hands, gives to Schoenhoven. Schoenhoven falls forward, picks up maybe two yards on the play. It's going to be second down and eight. Ben Grandstrand on that tackle. Over on the soccer field, Dort loses to Briarcliff. Final there, three to one. So three to one, the defender women drop their second game of the conference season. Clayberg looks to the sideline. This uh, Dort offense not built necessarily for comebacks. They, uh, they are accustomed to taking time off of the play clock. Clayberg looking left, throws incomplete, and it'll bring up third down. So third down as the pass falls incomplete as he rolled to the left. And Granster may have gotten away with uh, a shot on Clayberg there. Problem is Noah's so big and physical, you know, if any other quarterback, many other quarterbacks uh, probably would have gone to the ground and, and we would have seen a flag on the play. Third down and eight, Clayberg fakes the handoff. Now rolling left again, pass intended for Dodge, falls incomplete. It'll be fourth down and eight. And another fourth down situation for the defenders inside the Northwestern 25-yard line. Thus far, this has been uh, this uh, this has been Dort has not converted well in these situations up to this point this afternoon, and with 11:58 left to go in the game, this is uh, it's imperative that you convert here and continue the drive. Yeah, I thought that was one play where maybe Noah should try to make something happen with his feet and just got as many yards as possible. Um, you know, even on the completion, he'd have been short of the first down, and he probably could have got at least that far by running. But the thing you, you get here, um, 
and what makes it so tough for Dort. You know, a, a Matt McCarty called defense is is really well disciplined. They're not gonna, you're not gonna have receivers running wide open. Um, you're not gonna have, you're not gonna break contain very easily without some secondary support, um, and that makes it tough. It makes it tough to make those kind of plays. Dort calls a timeout to talk things over. That gives you an idea of the gravity of the situation here. Dort trailing 28-6. to They use a timeout. They're facing fourth down and eight. It might actually be closer to fourth down and nine. And so when we resume play, the defenders in that situation at the 21-yard line. Today's broadcast made possible in part by a grant from Sioux Center Health providing proudly serving as the provider of choice for Dort University defenders, providing physician, athletic training, and physical therapy services for the Dort athletes. Sioux Center Health committed to delivering an excellent experience to every person at every encounter. And by the Van England Hovet Insurance Agency of Orange City, they do one thing, insurance. Rod DeBoer is an agent. 712-737-6000. It's fourth down, and the defenders... Go to Tyler Reynolds at quarterback. They line Clayberg up as a running back. And Reynolds is going to run option on the left side. Reynolds turning upfield. He's to the 15, to the 10, inside the 10, down to the 9-yard line. And the defenders uh, talked with uh, Aaron Mango last week about, okay, this these kind of situations. Just to give a different right. look, are you willing to move Noah to a running back? And he said, if uh, if we feel that they are playing the quarterback so tightly, we are going to entertain those thoughts, and that's exactly what they did. Yeah, and, and with Clayberg at running back on that play, he, he drew some attention from the Northwestern defense, which, which opened it up, um, you know, and picking up a, a really needed first down. First down and goal to go at the 10. I don't believe they can get a first down without getting into the end zone. Clayberg throws it towards the end zone. Tough pass, and it's intercepted. Intercepted by Northwestern's defensive back. Continued to play the ball, and the ball ended up right in his lap. That was Northwestern's Dylan Snyders making the play, and it'll be Northwestern football first down and 10 at their own 20. Snyder's played the ball, had inside position, knocked it away. Both players playing for it, and it ends up deflected. And as Snyder's is flat on his back, the ball actually comes to rest. It looked like right on his numbers. And the Dort threat ends. It'll be first and 10 now at the 20 with 11.30 remaining. Yeah, where he made the play was initially being in really good position. Uh, I know for a fact that's that young man's nephew to Corey Kramer, who is probably one of the better players that I have ever coached in my life. But, uh, yeah, he made a nice play on that that particular one. Now, Dort, tough situation here. We've got a flag on the play, Jacob Caligonis. And now with the lead, uh, Caligonis feels like he's running downhill. The defenders force him out of bounds at the 26, but we do have a flag on the play, 11-24 remaining in regulation. Yeah, we're, this one's going to get backed up on a holding call. Um but, yeah, you're at that point in the game, and, and players like Caligonis, they continue to get seem like they get better throughout the course of the game. They, they, don't, they don't lose a step when other guys do, and, and uh, that makes them really dangerous carrying the ball right now. 
when we are all said and done this evening, I'm going to be curious to see how many drives for Dort ended inside the 30 and the 25-yard line because it feels like there have been several yeah. opportunities to score, just haven't been able to sustain it. Yeah, and uh, again, that's what Northwestern's defense has done really well throughout the entire year is just not giving up a lot of points. Um, but, yeah, in order to beat a really good team, you have to convert on your third and fourth and shorts. Um, you can't do things to, to hurt yourself. Um, and those are some of those key parts of this game that, that just has not gone Dort's way. Northwestern's yardage given up. 299 per game. That doesn't catch your attention. Coima throws out in the flat, and it's complete. And forced out of bounds was that tight end who is also lined up in the backfield, Brady Mosier. Mosier from Woodenhall Rock Valley, six foot 245, number 82, makes the play as he uh, runs up the sideline. Forced out of bounds, relatively short gain on the play for second down and four. Uh, pardon me, second down and six, a gain of four. As I was saying, though, Northwestern, the 299 yards given up, that doesn't catch your attention. The 11 points per game given up does. Absolutely, and that's that's what it's all about, right? Keeping teams off the scoreboard, um, and that's something that they've done really well. And they've done it again today so far. Dort with one touchdown to their credit. Coima throws off of his back foot. Pass is complete to Solberg, and Solberg is knocked down by Placide. Solberg short of the first down, picks up maybe four yards on the play. Coima backpedaling that time, so threw it down the field, but still short of the first down with Solberg, and that'll bring up third down and two. So third down and two. Northwestern at their own 28-yard line. Yeah, and, and this, is, this is a big play. You stop them here, uh, you give yourself a little bit of a chance. If Northwestern converts, yeah, they're going to take another two, three minutes off the clock. 9.45 left to go in the game. Coima has one man to beat. That's Placide. Gets away from Placide. Steps out of bounds. And did he get the first down? He did by half a yard. He knew where the yard marker was. And he steps out of bounds at the 31-yard line. And that, uh, unless they turn it over, Northwestern's going to bleed another two to three minutes off of the clock, as you said. That's 9.30. Up to go in the game right now. Yeah, and, and for Northwestern, they're thinking, hey, that's a win. You know, we, we gained some field position. We keep the clock going. Uh, with the lead that they have at this point in the game, that's all they want. They want first downs, and they want to keep that clock moving. Northwestern, 4-0, looking to stay undefeated for the defenders. They're 2-1 and in the conference. They hand it off to Caligonis. Caligonis across the 35 to the 36-yard line. Five-yard pickup on the play for Northwestern. It's going to be second down and five, and uh, painfully effective is Northwestern's offense here in the second half where they've just taken time off the clock and playing keep away. Yeah, and right there you had a play that, you know, in the first half it seemed like early in the game that was a one- or two-yard gain by Caligonis. Now it's a six- or seven-yard gain, and, um, you know, putting them in a situation where they're now in a – a second short, second medium situation. Coima turns, hands gives to Caligonis. Caligonis brought down by Bosma, but again picks up three yards on the play. That's going to set up third down and two. And uh, we talked about it after that last third down conversion. They're going to take uh, another two to three minutes off of the clock. There was 9.30 left at that point. By the time they snap this football on this third down, it's going to be at about 8.40 or so. 
Dort down to two timeouts remaining. 7.58 left to go. Northwestern get the play in from the sideline. Tyson Coima ducks back into the huddle. Coima has three receivers to the right. Hands it off to Caligonis, and we have a stoppage in play. Timeout on the field, charge to Northwestern. Northwestern calls a timeout with 7.40 left to go in regulation. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. Let's take a break ourselves, and we'll be back with more from Open Space Park right after this. Northwestern football after the timeout. Caligonis racing to the edge, and he's gone. 50-40, one man to beat, and he's going to get dragged down from behind. Jalen Placide chases him down, gets some help from Nathan Cabongo in the process, but Northwestern's Caligonis able to pick up the first down, and that that's yeah. going to make it. That, that just about does it. Well, and a play where, you know, early on, he wasn't getting to the edge and he wasn't getting into the secondary. Um, but, again, he's the type of player that just he doesn't lose a step, kind of gets – you know, he's as strong at the end of the game as he is at the beginning of the game and was able to, to break loose there. Tyson Coima in the pistol. Turns, fakes the handoff. Pass falls incomplete. And it'll bring up second down and 10 now for Northwestern. New player in the game for Northwestern. Not listed on my two be- too deep. I believe that might be uh, Brandon Brendan Zutenhorst. Former Sioux Center community player. He's lining up on the near side. That pass intended for him. Clock stops on the incomplete pass. 6.58 left to go in the contest. Second down and 10. Hand off to Caligonis. Caligonis wrapped up by Jones for the defenders. Gain of four on the play. It's going to be third down and six, and this one will uh, it'll be close to six minutes left to go in the game by the time they snap this next play. So third down and six. Northwestern in all likelihood. Four down territory here, especially leading 28-6. to six. This was a 21-6 ball game at halftime. So third yeah. and six. Yeah, and the only situation is they, they do have a really good kicker in Williams. So, you know, Coima keeps it. Looks like he picked up a first down. They fake the handoff to Caligonis. A couple of Dort players saw the fake and went for it. And Tyson Coima up the middle. More than enough for a first down. And it's first down and goal to go now for Northwestern at the seven-yard line. Make that the eight-yard line. First and goal to go at the eight. 5.55 and counting, ball game. Northwestern succeeding in really shortening up this contest. Second half scooted right along. Played right into Northwestern's hands, if you will. Zutenhorst back into the ball game, lined up wide right. They're going to throw it to Zutenhorst. Jump ball in the end zone. Incomplete. Lane Dominey on the coverage. And it'll be second down and goal to go. From the eight. Yeah, and that would have taken a pretty, uh, a perfectly thrown ball. Uh, probably was just a little bit underthrown. Uh, and uh, Dort able to knock it away and put Northwestern in a second and goal situation. Second down and goal to go from the eight. Clock stops on the incomplete pass. 
Defenders were down 7-6. Northwestern has scored 21 unanswered since Dort made it 7-6 back in the first half. Hand off Caligonis. Caligonis, gain of one on the play. It'll be third down. Under four, uh, under uh, under six minutes to go. Clock continuing to run, 5.25 and counting. Mosier checks out for Northwestern. They'll bring Story back into the game. A little less bulk on the field. Yeah, they're going to spread out the defense here and uh, keep their options open. You got Fakama still in the ball game, lining up as a, right, a tight end on the right side. Caligonis to the left. Coima rolling left. Throws it underneath to Story. Story diving to the end zone. Touchdown, Northwestern. Man, the Red Raiders take a 34 to 6 lead with 4.49 left to play here in the ball game. So, Northwestern puts together a scoring drive to go up 34 to 6. And now they will try for the point after. Braxton Williams, 4 for 4 thus far on point after tries. And he'll kick another one here. This will be out of the hold of Brett Mosher. Uh, pardon me, um, that might be Blake Fryer, backup quarterback. Snap is down, kick is up, and the kick. Hooks left, but it's through the uprights. And Northwestern has a 35-6 lead. 35-6 hour score. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR. Back with more after this. 4.49 left to go in this contest. End over end kick. Taken by Skibout right at the goal line. Gathers it in. He's to the 5, to the 10, to the 15, to the 20. Plants his foot, tries to turn up field right up the middle and struggles forward for another four or five yards. And it'll be first and ten for the defenders at their own 24-yard line. Northwestern leads at 35-6. to six. And uh, checking the numbers on the field for Northwestern. Looks like they've shaken things up a little bit on defense, but you've still got that linebacking core on the field. You've got Granstra on the far side. Mahachek is in there. And uh, number 28, his name escapes me right now. He's still on the field, that linebacker. Fumble, and Clayberg covers it up. He's going to lose five or six on the play on the fumble on the snap. 4.30 left to go in the contest. Dort now facing second down and long. Well, we start thinking about next week. And that's a road game at Crete, Nebraska, against the Doan Tigers, a team that's struggling right now with Jamestown. And after today, Dort will have five weeks left and still some opportunities to do some things. Clayberg on the near side turns the corner and tripped up. A shoestring tackle by Northwestern's Sean Powell. Powell saves probably another 20 or 30 yards with that shoestring tackle. And that'll be a first down for the defenders at their own 34. Yeah, and you're right. That was, uh, yeah, if Powell doesn't make that play, you know, you get Noah out in the open field and, and anything can happen. So that was, a, that was a huge play by him. But picked up a first down for Dort. They flow to the ball as well as any team that we have seen so far. Bit underthrown, and that's nearly intercepted by Noah Venthoff. On the pass that flutters to the ground, incomplete. It'll be second down and ten. Yeah, not that one definitely affected by the wind. You know, Noah's throwing it straight into the teeth of the wind and just getting held up a little bit there. And fortunate that wasn't intercepted. 
Second down and 10. Dort has it at their own 33-yard line. Van Riggen Mortar snaps it back to Clayberg. Clayberg's going to run option. Has Schoenhoven running interference for him out front. Gets 10 and is forced out of bounds near the midfield stripe. And it'll be first and 10 for the defenders at their own 47-yard line. 327 remaining in the contest. Oh, we have a flag. flag. I was going to say, why are we going backwards? Yep, Levi Schoenhoven. I said he was running interference. Must have got a little handsy. And uh, it's going to be a 10-yard penalty from the spot of the foul. I believe that was at the 40, so it's going to bring it back to the 30, and that's going to set up second down and about 14 yards to go. I don't know if that sums up the day, but it comes up pretty close to it. Yeah, it's just little things like that that, you know, Put your offense in a tough situation. Hard to keep drives moving when you go when you're going backwards. Clayberg runs up the middle, runs over one tackler. That was Mahachik, and then Mahachik latches on right to his waist, and that is about a 10-yard pickup on the play for Clayberg out beyond the 40 to the 42-yard line. And that'll bring up third down and a manageable couple of yards. Dort trailing 35 to six. 35 to 6, Clayberg. He's going to run option. Pitches it to Schoenhoven. It's on the ground and a fumble. Northwestern will cover it, and that's going to do it. Ben Granstra with the fumble recovery, and now Schoenhoven comes away with a football, and they signal that it is Northwestern football. First down and 10 for the Red Raiders at the Dort 41 yard line with 237 remaining. Yeah, not, not that you're going to score and 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 come back with two and a half minutes left in the game but you want to finish clean you want to do some things right at the end and and have something to build on for next week and you know unfortunately turn the ball over there and northwestern now with some new new offensive players on the field get some guys some experience blake fryer is your quarterback northwestern leading 35 to 6 they hand it off up the middle and there's not much there for the ball carrier, and did not see it was 36. 36, Garrett Packer, 5'11", 205. 205 from the waist down, I think. He's your throwback fullback. 2'11", left, uh, pardon me, second and 11 with 2'11", left to go in the game. Blake Fryer up to the line of scrimmage. Dort's defensive unit trying to get the football back one more time. Friars' pass is complete to Blake Camerman. And that's going to be a short gain on the play. Looks like four yards, maybe three. It'll be third down and seven with 140 remaining. Well, we've still got more activity on the Dort campus today. Men's soccer underway with Briarcliff. Volleyball team is facing... Dakota Wesleyan this afternoon. That junior varsity match should be just underway at about 3.30 with the varsity match scheduled for about a 5 o'clock start time. Movement along the line of scrimmage. Free play for Fryer. Fryer throws over the top intended for Cameraman. Broken up by Dort's Jalen Placide. But a flag on the play, and I believe that's going to be encroachment by the defense. Yeah, and that'll put Northwestern in a third and short situation. 
Third and short coming up for the Red Raiders. Northwestern in control, leading 35 to 6. 116 remaining. Clock won't start until the snap of the football. Packer in the backfield along with Fryer. Third and short. Fryer keeps it himself, and Fryer spun forward for a first down. Morozik with the tackle. And it'll be first and 10 for Northwestern at the door 30. And we've got a player shaken up for Northwestern, offensive lineman. Yeah, you see it quite often, just a player falling on the back of the legs of the offensive lineman. and uh, He's up and moving, not real quick. Hopefully he can walk that off and this isn't too serious. It's tough when you get uh, your, your second, third stringers in there and you just don't want something to happen to them and short, shorten their season. Jared Gertis, the player who's shaken up for Northwestern. And now Northwestern will take victory formation. I'll have to snap the football twice. That'll be the first snap. They won't snap this one again until about the 42nd mark. Actually, they might have to snap it an extra time. Now they were going to reset the play yeah. clock. Play clock didn't get reset, yep. so... They're just going to let this go down and... 41 seconds left to go in the game. Northwestern facing second down. And another knee, and that's going to be your final. Our final score this afternoon, Northwestern 35, Dort 6. You're listening to Dort Football on KDCR 88.5. Back with a Wireless World postgame wrap and a quick rundown how this uh, came out right after this. Well, because I've got to uh, get going here pretty soon and go uh, transition over to volleyball, we're going to make a pretty short work of the Wireless World postgame wrap today. Kyle Akterhoff uh, joining me this afternoon and uh, the uh, Red Raiders. The numbers look like this. 229 yards on the ground for Northwestern. For Dort, 227 Northwestern 169 through the air, Dort 27. Total offense, Northwestern 398, Dort 254. Time of possession, and uh, I think we've got to balance this out once again. Uh, Northwestern uh, looks like 33 minutes. I'm going to go with 28 minutes, and Northwest and uh, Dort with probably uh, 20. Uh, yeah, those numbers aren't going to. I'm not going to venture a guess on that. Tyson Coima 125 on the ground, 19 carries. Caligonis, 104, 18 carries for Dort. Noah Clayberg, 96 yards on 19 carries. Carter Skibot, 15 carries for 63 yards. Levi Sconhoven, 6 for 41. Levi Jungling, 4 for 16. Noah Clayberg, 2 completions for 27 yards. Tyson Coima, 15 of 27 passing, 164. Shane Solberg, 4 receptions for Northwestern, 72 yards. Ben Hevelhorst, 2 catches for 27 yards. Northwestern got on the board early, held... The uh, held the uh, defenders out initially, and Dort came back with a touchdown to make it seven to six. At halftime, it was twenty-one to six, Kyle. But uh, you had a feeling at halftime. You hate to play the what-if game, but there were definitely some points left on the board for Dort, and they also 
allowed some points, some drives to be extended in the first half, and really that well, that put you in the situation that you're in in the second half. Well, how big is the is the roughing the punter? You know, and, and instead of going into half down one score, it's now a two score game. Um, the momentum, you know, you could almost see kind of the the air come out of uh, the Dort defender sideline when that happened. And when you're playing a good team, uh, and obviously Northwestern's a, a really good football team, you know, you just can't you can't give separate second opportunities, second, third, fourth opportunities like that, and expect to come away with a win. Kyle, we will do it again next week. The Doan Tigers, the team that uh, Dort draws next, and that'll be on the road at Crete. And they were having their set of challenges with Jamestown and uh, just speaks to, I think, how even things are. Once you get beyond Morningside and Northwestern atop the league, after that there's a group of three, uh, third place through potentially seventh place, when well, you play those teams, it's very important to come out on top. Yeah, and with as much season as, as what Dort has left, um, and they, this can be a really successful campaign, provided they, they come out next week and, and finish the season strong. Kyle, thanks for joining me, and uh, we'll see you down the road. You bet. Thanks. That's Kyle Achterhoff and uh, myself, Mike Biker. Once again, your final score this afternoon, the uh, Dort defenders fall by a final score of 35-6. to And uh, we don't have the other scores in from the conference. We'll do one more spot check for that and uh, pass those along to you as part of our fairway scoreboard check. And football play today, the only other final. Doan did come back to defeat Jamestown 28-21. to uh, Morningside and Briarcliff. Morningside had that one in hand. Dakota Wesleyan and Concordia relatively close. And Midland and Hastings. Uh, Midland was in control of that one at last check as well. That's going to do it for our broadcast. And that's the Wireless World postgame wrap. For KDCR Sports, I'm Mike Biker. Have a good afternoon.